recorded live. Hi, everybody. It's September 21st, 2017, and it's time for my private audio call. Tonight, our special guest speaker is Bob Locke. Hi, Bob. Hey, Angela. How are you? Good. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Excited. What's new? I, 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 well, just, you know what? <laughs> Every Good things. Um, the, the way that things are going right now, um, you know, I told you the last time that we had the first, the first installment of this call, um, a lot of this stuff, I mean, you know, like you and Sam and, and so many other people, um, uh, you know, I've spent decades uh, chasing after information, dogging down research and other things. And, and, and last year in May, um, I think I mentioned to you that uh, Anna Von Wright said, had grabbed me and a number of other lawyers and judges and researchers and paralegals and brought us up to uh, Alaska. And we spent an incredible amount of time together just brainstorming on political status issues and, you know, status issues specifically related to um, particularly, you know, collections actions in general, but um, uh, particularly focused on foreclosures and things like that, and then tax uh, tax liens and things like that. And, you know, I felt really good when I walked away from that. I came away from that with a, a sheaf of um, things to, you know, file and record that was probably three-quarters of an inch thick, which was about two inches smaller than anything that I had seen up until that point in time. So we felt like there was some incredible, there's some incredible progress made in terms of finding ways to truly um, uh, get your status corrected on the record and what I call identity management. Um, because to me, the whole thing here, you know, what we're dealing with is a, a sovereign nation that has been uh, papered over, if you will. So, you know, you think about these, you think about these paintings, right? You know, somebody's going to go into a, uh, they, they go into the attic and they find an old painting or they go to a swap meet and they find a painting, you know, a clown or whatever, and they, they take the thing home and they realize, well, hey, there's something underneath this. And so, they carefully get some, you know, paint thinner or, or whatever, and they, and they rub it away, and all of a sudden it's a Renoir. And, you know, they've got, they paid 10 bucks for something that is worth, you know, $15 million. Wow, and, I wish it was and, Right, right, exactly. Well, but, I mean, as far as, as, far as the Republic goes, um, you know, the Republic is there. It's never gone away. We just contracted away our position in the Republic and allowed these corporate governments to usurp over the, you know, we, we basically said, okay, you know what, uh, we're going to go with, we're going to go with this. We're going to go with this FRN funny money, um, uh, you know, illusory process, this illusory world rather than, have to do the heavy lifting associated with keeping the Republic. The Republic didn't die. I mean, you know, nobody ever, nobody ever uh, disconstituted 
the the United States of America, small U. Nobody ever nobody ever rescinded the Constitution for the United States of America. All they did was that they contracted away to the corporate United States of America um, with their Constitution of the United States, right? And the U.S. Inc. And 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 so, you know, the question is, how do you resuscitate it? The question is, yeah. how do you how do you give notice? Well, I mean, the government is there, all right. The the you know the the entity is there. It's an unincorporated association of these states, and and you know when you start to break it apart into its component parts, then what you've got is you've got fifty states. And those 50 states are 50 sovereign nations, each one sovereign unto itself. And, you know, you got the interaction of the Tenth Amendment, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, with the federal government, contracted with the federal government to provide 19 specifically enumerated government services. And, and instead, through, you know, a, a very crafty game of three-card Monty, right, or hide the P, right, um, we were we were coerced or conned into accepting allegiance to a corporation and giving up our position with that republic and and so the challenge has been how do we how do we reboot how do we strip away that ugly wallpaper that's been put over that incredibly beautiful mahogany um, paneling and, and, and get this thing back to what, what it, you know, what it truly has the capacity to be. And, and it's all about identity management. How do you manage your identity? Right now you're a U.S. citizen. You have checked off the box proudly any time that it was presented to you. Here you are. It's a driver's license. Are you a U.S. citizen? Yeah, damn right I am. Here's your passport. Are you a U.S. citizen? Damn right I am, and proudly. Okay, you got a problem with yeah. that? And you know, insurance, you know, state ID, social security card, name it. All right. And every time that you did that, you entered into a contract with a corporation that's got a, a Dunn's number through Dunn and Bradstreet. All right, and it's out there. Look it up. And, and you volunteered to be an employee of that corporate entity. And then they, you also volunteered to pay the taxes that they imposed on you, and you volunteered to follow 85 million pages of codes and statutes and regulations and rules and policies, policies many of which aren't even stated. All right, they all apply to you. And they applied to you because you said, I'm a U.S. citizen. And you thought it was a good thing. And I thought it was a good thing. I mean, seriously, I, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not chastising anybody on this call. All right. We all walked down that path. And, and then at some point, the light went on and we realized, hey, wait a minute. What is a United States citizen? And, and is that really how I want to identify myself? And, and then as you go deeper and deeper inside of it, you realize, well, wait a minute, that's not what I signed up for. And, and so how do, I, how do I change that? Well, you change that by correcting the records. 
And, and the good news since we last talked, Angela, is that the process has become a lot simpler. So where I felt a, a sense of, of accomplishment and, and, and real uh, um, optimism coming away from that conclave in, in, in Anchorage last year, um, we boiled down that three-quarters of an inch of paper down to probably, you know, 30 or 35 pages of things that need to be executed and notarized and recorded. Um, and, you know, UCC1, non-UCC. Um, and, then, and then once you get that accomplished, then you're in a position to be able to deal with your passport. And your passport, in my mind, is one of, if not the most critical points in the identity management process. And the reason is, as I alluded to earlier, all right, this country was formed as, you know, a set number. Now it's, you know, 50 sovereign nations, all right? And each state is not equipped, nor is it set to function, nor was it ever set to function in terms of um, things like providing credentials to travel. So you couldn't go to your state secretary of state and say, hey, you know, forget the license, forget the state ID, I want, I want an Illinois passport. They don't have that. Uh, and, you know, there will be people that will quibble with that. And, and I know everybody has the same story. All right, the internet legend of the man in Kansas who went into the Secretary of State's office and slammed down his certificate of live birth and said, I have evidence of a trust, and they whisked him in the back and they gave him a you know state passport and swore him to secrecy and, and he went away and lived happily ever after. Well, you know, nobody knows who the guy is, and nobody's ever seen it. So in my mind, I take the I'm from Missouri attitude, even though I'm from Illinois. I'm from Missouri. Show me. And, and if I don't, if I can't verify it myself, if I can't sit there and, and pick up the phone to talk to somebody that I trust, who I know, all right, and see the actual documentation, um, then that to me, that to me, you know, indicates that we've got more work to do. And, and so I don't look at the state secretary of states as the place where we go in order to get things like travel credentials and things like that. Travel credentials like passports are one of the 19 enumerated services that the sovereign, the, the sovereign state governments contracted with the federal government to provide. Okay. Because, because the federal government is there to provide protection defense all right, they're there to facilitate trade among the states, and they're there to, um, to assist individual state nationals if they, if they choose to travel, all right? And, and so it's their obligation to provide a passport. So if you look at the DS-11 form, which is a really interesting, interesting 
um, document, Angela, if you ever get a chance, and I know you're crazy busy, so, uh, you know, I won't hold it against you if you don't, but if you ever get a chance to look at the DS-11 application for a, a passport, all right, there are so many fascinating things about that document. If you look at page four of the instructions, now I'm not talking, it's, it's four pages, four or five pages of instructions, and then you've got a two-page application, right? And and the application has some tricks and traps and things like that that you need to be aware of and that you need to um, uh, that you need to you know address um, and, and you know step over. I mean, it's like watching an Indiana Jones episode, right? You know, don't step on that one because you'll fall through the floor. Um, but the what people blow past, and I think that's because we're conditioned that way. They blow past the instructions. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm going to be able to figure it out by looking at the application. But well, you're right. If you, but you look at the instructions and you look at page four, there's a section called acts or conditions. And if you look at that section, in the instructions for that section, it says if any of the following uh, situations, you know, terms, whatever, apply to you, then strike them out. All right. And so you affirmatively, those, those instructions are, are actually part of the, the application itself. And, and one of the things is, you know, when I, after I um, acquired U.S. citizenship or was naturalized, and and if you if you follow the instructions, you'll realize that there's a bunch of stuff there that you need to cross off in that section of the instructions. And if you don't, then when you check the box on the application itself that you are a you're not a U.S. citizen, you're a non-citizen national. Um, and actually, you're something different, but that's the closest that they'll give you. Um, then you've got contradictory terms and always understanding that this corporate government, it's, you know, it's reason for existence and it's driving mission is to anytime that it possibly can um, infer that you are a U.S. citizen. All right. And, and that you're, you're looking for benefits and privileges as opposed to asserting your rights your inalienable rights. Those are two different things, right? And, and so, you know, it's things like that. Uh, and so what you start to realize is, you know, when I look at the definitions, when I start to look up all this stuff, because all this information is out there, and it's been out there forever, all right? When I start to look up the definitions and, and look up exactly what, they're entitled to get in terms of information about me, et cetera, et cetera. Um, then I start to realize that we're not in Kansas anymore and that for the purposes for which they're trying to, for the definition of U.S. citizen that they're trying to ascribe to me, that's not me. And I'm something much different than that. But if, if I, if I check off that I'm a U.S. citizen box, then, you know, I'm toast. I'm, you know, that's what I am. And, and now, you know, here I am under the 14th Amendment, and, you know, I can't question the debt, and, 
I'm basically on the plantation. The plantation just got bigger. And now it's not just, you know, black people. Um, it's everybody. And, and they're looking to have as many people come in there as possible because those are the ones who are guaranteeing or acting as sureties for that debt. And, you know, we just passed $20 trillion and, and and that's not even a true number. And it's growing, it's growing tangentially as we sit here. So to me, that passport, once you make the preliminary filings and recordings, um, you take control of that name. You go in and you file the appropriate notices to correct the records um, and, and make the appropriate notice so that the, the, the major agencies and individuals involved in that, that U.S. person system have actual notice that you are not that person that they created a week after you were born. So, you know, for anybody on the call, if you look at your, if you look at your certificate of live birth, there's the time that you came into the world and the date that you came into the world, and then there's another date on there that's usually five to ten days after you were born. And that is, that is the registration date, and that's the date that that person, that vessel, um, represented by the all-capital letter name, was, was, was birthed. And that's the thing that, you know, they've been associating with you for your entire life. So, you know, the challenge here is, all right, well, how do I rebut that presumption? How do I correct the records, um, starting with the Secretary of State, starting with the Department of Vital Records, um, who holds the, the certificates of live birth? How do I make those notices how do I how do I prepare the paperwork necessary to be able to properly project myself? I'm an Illinoisan, all right. I'm an indigenous. I'm indigenous to Illinois. And and I was I was never I was never born or naturalized or swore allegiance to the United States, which it consists of the ten square miles of the District of Columbia and its territories and possessions. And, and, you know, all that stuff is out there. I mean, you know, you know that, Angela. You know, all that stuff has been, has, been, has been beaten to death. And the Supreme Court's acknowledged it, and Congress has acknowledged it. Um, and to me, you know, we're, we're in a very, very special but precarious time. Um, when I see, you know, I see some of the stuff that, that Alfred Aid asked has done with respect to, you know, things like the food and drug and cosmetic laws that are out there. Those are the, the, a conversation I had with Al, you know, spurred me hard on, on a couple of different research paths. And I don't know if you're familiar, you're familiar with him, right, Angela? Oh, yeah. I've had him on the call. Right. Yeah, no, I, I knew you had. I knew you had. And and when I started talking to him, because I was just like, I raised the eyebrow. I was like, yeah, you know, come on now. And he, and he was very matter of fact. He said, he said, Bob, he said, go out to the Illinois General Assembly, get up on the website, and pull up, you know, their their Food and Drug Act. 
and it's like in Illinois, it's like the Illinois Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act. And he said, so go through the definitions and go through who the act applies to. And I, I, you know, I'm paging down and paging down, and I find this one section, and it says, you know, this act applies to men and other animals. And I was like, what? You know, I, I had to go back. <laughs> men and other animals. And, you know, and, and I'm, I, you know, I'm not, I'm, you know, I, I, I listen with interest to, you know, people like David Icke when I have a chance, but I, I'm not into the whole reptilian thing. I haven't ever experienced it. So I'm going to kind of put that as, you know, area of interest. And if I ever see something like that, then it will confirm it. But in the meantime, I'm going to continue down the path that I'm going. And we're all just, you know, humans. But when I started to read that, and then when I talked with Alan Moore, and I realized that state after state after state after state has put in these these laws that characterize men as animals, all right? Yep. And they're not treating us like them. And so you've got this, you know, you've got this, and just like, you know, we, we all have heard, you know, the stories of slavery and, and what was done to, um, you know, Africans and other blacks that were brought here as they were impressed into slavery. And, you know this insidious system that was very demeaning. Obviously, they, they were they were treated as subhuman. Um, but you know, I mean, I looked into my past, and 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 half of my family is 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 Irish, and the Irish were enslaved as well. And and they actually they actually um, they actually codified a law in England in 1642 that outlawed the interbreeding of Irish women with black African male slaves because they produced a superior stock that was cutting into the profits of the slave masters and the slave and the, and the, the, uh, the auctioneers, the slave, you know, the slave sellers, the slavers, whatever they call them. And, and, and so, you know, you start to realize that I don't care if they're really, I don't care if these guys are lizards. I don't care if they're, you know, I don't care whatever you want to call them. Okay. They're not, they're not anything that I want to interact with. And so that just kind of spurred me forward on what we've been working with here, which is, you know, we've gone from physical bondage where people are, you know, tied up, chained up, whatever, to a much more insidious form of psychological slavery that is using things like the entertainment industry um, to, and, and coercion and, and, and guilt and, and, and competition, ego, all those things to keep us in a little box that they can control. And it's much more, much more profitable to them now um, because they don't have to feed us. They don't have to clothe us. They don't have to care for us. When somebody, when a plantation owner bought a black slave, he paid thousands of dollars. I mean, it wasn't in his best interest to sit there and work that slave to death. Now, were there idiots out there who were, had more money than, you know, they probably should have and, and, and that abused that position? Absolutely. But, you know, I would argue that, and I don't want to get into a long thing about slavery because it's a controversial topic and people get very sensitive about it. But the point is that they replaced that system with the 14th Amendment that made everybody slave. 
So we're all in it together, kids. You know, black, white, yellow, green, blue, I don't care, okay? If you think you're not a slave, if you ever, if you ever check the box that, box that you're a U.S. citizen, you're a slave. And you just haven't realized it yet. And I hope you do. Um, if you do the research, you, you know, you can figure this stuff out. One of the biggest, you know, one of the, one of the simplest and quickest and easiest um, uh, bis, bit of, of, of research kind of crutches that I ever, I ever purchased was um, Judge uh, Anna von Reitz's book. And I'm blanking on the exact title, but it's a, um, it's like, um, it's an affidavit of probable cause is the last part of the title. Anyway, Anna's got two books and, and the, the affidavit of probable cause, it's a picture book. It's a, it's an eight and a half by 11 picture book with some fantastic, um, illustrations in there. And it has more American history in there in one place than anything that I've ever read. And I, you know, fair, fair warning. I, you know, by making that observation, I have nothing, you know, other than my association with Anna and, and trying to support her work and, and, um, and, and helping with, with trying to, um, you know, resuscitate the, the, the original government. Um, I have nothing to do with that financially or otherwise, but i bought several copies of her book and given it out to people that I thought could benefit. And I've read it two or three times. And whenever I get foggy on things like dates and things that happened, it is an incredible wealth of information. And I think it's like 20 bucks or something like that. There's an ebook, you know, for five bucks, eight bucks, whatever. And it, it, but the, when it, what it gets into in terms of the true history of this country and what happened before and what happened after and the things that happened just after the Civil War, the War of 18, or the, uh, the, um, uh, the Revolutionary War, the War of 1812, what happened, what really happened with the Civil War and after the Civil War and, and, and how we ended up where we are today. Um, if you want like a Cliff Notes version of real American history, that thing is just, I've never found anything like it. Uh, you know, and, and you're really cheating by doing it, but you know, there's a ton of references and, and, um, and, and everything else in there. And it, and it, it grounded me in, in what I've been doing because to me, it showed me how we got here. It showed me when, the, you know, when the corporation raised it, its head at different times, you know, so, so, you know, I was out there and I was, I was reading vociferously, you know, and speaking on panels with Ed Griffin and looking into Eustace Mullins and pouring through his stuff and looking at the history of the Federal Reserve. Went out and spoke at a, at a, at a conference on Jekyll Island, Georgia, um, and, and went to visit uh, J.P. Morgan's winter hunting estate there where in 1911, they had um, they had they had actually gone off secretly, gone off and drafted the original um, uh, Federal Reserve Act, and that they had to repackage a couple of times, but ultimately got it passed on uh, like Christmas Eve um, of of 1913. And 
you start to look into that stuff and, and what it presented. And, and that was what always drove me to like to meeting you, meeting Sam and everything else. But when I read Anna's stuff, Angela, I walked away and I was like, okay, now I've got a fun foundation to understand how we got to what Ed Griffin and everybody, Eustace Mullins and everybody had been writing about in terms of the creature from Jekyll Island. Now I understood, you know, now I understood more, you know, uh, Andrew Jackson was always a hero of mine, but now I understood more about why and what he was really dealing with. And so, you know, uh, for anybody that's in, really interested in, in understanding that um, and why I and people like me are doing what we're doing in terms of, uh, in terms of identity management, in terms of trying to help people and things like foreclosures and other things, um, tax matters and things like that, that's going to give you the foundation to be able to interpret where you are vis-a-vis -vis this system that has been built up. Oh, God, I've been talking for 35 minutes. That's okay. It's been really interesting. Do you want to take some questions? There's a few hands up if you want to. Yeah, whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do. I mean, I, I'm pretty much doing what we did the last time. It's kind of free-flowing. And um, like I said, we've got a bunch of cool stuff that's going on. Um, we've got some interesting stuff that's happened. And, um, you know, that's kind, of the, that's kind of the baseline or foundation for um, why I'm here, why I do what I do. And, you know, anybody's got any questions, yeah, bring them on. Okay, let's see. First up is, um, <clears throat> excuse me, West Oklahoma. You've been unmuted. Hi, how's my audio? Ahead. Very good. I thought she's made some changes. So I couldn't call in under my, my stage name, Roddy Cage. Oh, you're I had kidding. to hit one pound. Oh. It's not recognizing my Apple. What? Yeah, what I don't they know do if it's different? all true or my iPhone. But oh, okay. Well, they, they've been under, uh, making some changes or whatever, but I don't know if it's them or me. It's just you punch in the 39904 and it say 390 is not recognized. Anyway, hmm. uh, I'll have to make some statements, and I think it'll be inefficient if uh, the guests will go along with me. Do you have access to a dictionary like Adam Online right, right now? Uh, no, I don't. I'm sorry. Okay, when you get a chance, look up the word use, U-S-E, and I, I don't, in all my studies and listen to you and other calls, I don't think the word uh, citizen is a bad thing. I think what they're actually looking for is, do you agree with what you're signing up for? Are you going to be a citizen of whatever you're signing up for? Um, but if you look up the word employee, you're not really an employee. You're just purely agreeing to operate under their authority or their jurisdiction. So you're saying, I, I agree to be citizen-like. Like, well, I am... Well, here, well, I, I mean, it, I mean, it, it's it's a different it, it's different for it's different for each interaction. So, you know, Angela, last time yeah. that we were that we were on, we were talking about invisible contracts, right? And and all the different little touches, and that was one of the that was one of the the first um, research pieces that 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 really kind of spurred me um, when I was practicing as an attorney to dig deep because and, and honestly in the beginning you know my purpose it was it was it was it was attacking you know me from an ego perspective right i mean i'm a trained attorney right i i, I went to school for god's sakes i practiced can, for years can I, I, another comment? 
Yeah, go ahead. I don't want to hold up too much time. I'll let you get to your point. Uh, I only speak English, but I do a lot of reading. Uh, words, you know, places I go to that have English and Spanish. Do you speak Spanish? Uh, you know what? I do. I, I, I haven't practiced it. So, okay. uh, okay. you know, I'm, here's, I'm here's what I'm <laughs> I don't. I don't speak Spanish, and I don't know if it means anything to you, but it's unique, the translations and how they're spelled out. Uh, according to the sign that I was at, all employees must wash hands. Employee in Spanish is E-M plead as. Empleado. Can you believe that? Yeah. Employee yeah. or how do you plead? Emplead is? Yeah. Empleado. <laughs> well, it's all, it's, it, I mean, it's all semantic to see. Does that it's mean always been semantic How do you yeah. plead? How are you employed? Yeah, it's amazing. It's always been semantic to see. Okay. Yeah. That's about, that's about all I had, but. Have a great night, man. Thanks for jumping in. Yeah. All right. Next up is Texas. Go ahead, Texas. You've been unmuted. Yo, Texas. You've been unmuted. Oh, your phone is muted. There you are. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Angel. How are you? Uh, This is fine. Thank you. Uh, This is who? uh, Face one. Face one. Okay. Hi. How are you? Uh, I'd like to talk to your guests, and uh, I guess I have one question, um, which I think everybody wants to know, is uh, how can I be free? Well, the first thing that you've got to do is is change change the records. You've got to correct the records, all right? Okay. All right. Understand I, I, that up until this point in time, um, you know, there's a, there's an awesome piece. It was it was it was drafted back in the 80s um, by a man named George Mercier, M-E-R-C-I-E-R, and it's called Invisible Contracts. And and it I read that early on as I started to as I started to question a lot of the things that I had been taught in law school and that I'd been taught, you know, in the state's attorney's office and and other places and started to realize that the system wasn't set up the way that I was taught. And, um, you know, understand that every time that you have an interaction, all right, every time that you're signing your name on a government form or, you know, on a, you know, something online, whatever, all right, you're entering into a contract and, and their records reflect that you are a willing participation, you're a willing participant in this system and that you agree to contract um, according to, you know, according to whatever terms. And you didn't know it at the time, right? It wasn't, it wasn't laid out for you, mm-hmm. but th- that's what you did. And so there's all these records out there and all these databases that say, well, you check the box that you're a U.S. citizen. Um, and and what does U.S. citizen mean? Well, U.S. citizen, there's three different kinds of United States, right? There's there's the collection of 50 individual sovereign nations, all right, okay. that was formed after the Revolutionary War. War. Yeah. Then there's a court. There's a territorial um, uh, United States, and then there's and then there's the municipal corporation, the United States of America, that constitutes the 10 square miles of of Washington D.C. and all territories and protectorates, et cetera, that that stem out from there. And so, yeah. anyone hear me? You know, yeah, uh, Texas, I, he's talking though. Uh, did, well, I, I know. Wait, but, 
Yeah, but there's a discourse. I asked a small question, like how do I be free? And and I That's a big question, really. But go yeah, ahead. But, but here here's my question, Angela, is uh of course you know me. Uh the the gentleman who's telling me how to be free, I wanna ask him, are you free? Uh you know what? I I ask myself that question every day. I've taken considerable steps um to do that. No, I but believe like you're telling me to be free about all the citizen stuff. I mean uh it 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 does come well, to, to be free uh, from government. Well, Freedom is a state of mind if you want to get technical. Yeah, okay. sure. We can get, it's yeah, all up in your head. We can but get to be free from the oppression of government, you have to go through certain sure. steps, let's say, fill out certain paperwork to make it known to the world. Yeah. You have to memorialize it on paper so that oh, you are, are making oh. a, the world aware of where you're at. Thank you, Andrew. That. that was actually a better step by step than your guest just proposed. Uh, you know, <laughs> so I'll say we're from here to there. Uh, and again, oh. I'm one of those hard, you know, I'm one of those hard uh, callers who who gives a lot of shit. But what I'm trying to say is, um, if if you're not free, how can I be free? Now, if you are free, let's all do this, right? Let's all do this. Um, well, well, here's the deal. We're all in here's the, the stage deal. of freedom. <laughs> here's the deal. All right. I've taken significant steps. I do not, I, and I've gotten significant feedback that indicates that that I have achieved a much higher level of freedom than I had when I started this process. But I believe that I'm one or two steps away, and those things I'm working on right now. Um, well, and there, there are reasons for that. I, I might be able to help you with those because I'm actually free. Uh, I will say that right up and down. Okay, so you know, so you're asking me, you're asking me, how can everybody else do it when you're you're saying that you already are? So why aren't you sitting in my seat and telling everybody this stuff? Because I'm not Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not a savior. I'm not. I'm not the one to. Go public and save everybody. Everybody. Why not? Why not? Well, if you're free, if you're free, you've got nothing you're to worry. Your brother's keeper. Are you not your brother's yeah. keeper? Yeah. Well, I you, do. And you got you've got nothing that you've got nothing to fear because if you're out of their system, then oh, there yeah. is no repression. Right. You know what? You're only as free as you are until the man grabs you by the neck and throws the handcuffs on you and takes you away. Then you are no longer free. If you want to get really technical about it. You that mean like the, the feds did last week? That was pretty like cool. They did who what? Like the feds did to me and my wife last week. And as oh soon as gosh, they put, did they? Well, as soon as they put their hands on me, they ran my name and they let go and gave me a blanket. They said, oh. hold on, sit here. Our fault. Our fault. And you don't you don't feel the need to share that with people that yeah you know should know people uh, that really the, should know the like me <laughs> like the, the me yeah well Angela we can do it privately but the folks on your call wouldn't understand actually they they are very focused on uh, let's say certain uh, uh, freedom you know 
things they're studying. They're they're so focused on that they want to understand. So some are, some anyway. are, some are. We're all at different stages of our learning, right? Because it's an ongoing process. It's something that never ends. I've been oh, doing it a long time, you know. Yeah. But uh, and and they move. I the don't target. mind teaching others. They move I the mean, I mean, yeah. you know, if, if your point if the, if your point is to get on here for some kind of ego driven, um, uh, uh, you know, crusade to set yourself up as 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 something special and then just walk away and say, yeah. well, I'm very special, but you know, I I I can't tell you guys because because you're studying to try and 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 reach the same thing and 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 that's not what I do. Uh, well, well, okay. So what's your point on getting what's your point in getting on here and asking questions or interacting in the first place? Well, normally I'm on Angela's call every week. Uh, I'm not sure if you are, but I'm always on. Um, and so my point but answer my question. My point of question. Just to see your point of view. That's all. Oh, well, I gave you my point of view, but then you know, then you injected into this thing, and and all of a sudden, you know. So what do you want me to do? Tell you that you're special because it's something that I can't verify that you know what happened, why it happened, whatever. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, there's a community of people that are trying to move forward and find solutions to significant problems. Well, right? These are people that are that are impacted severely but with respect to taxes, foreclosures, etc. So, so, so you're not. I can, I can say, I can say that I have, I can say that I have helped, I have helped people have foreclosure cases dismissed overcome summary judgment in foreclosure cases, set off millions of dollars in collection cases and things like that. I can say that. Or can, is there somewhere I could look those up at all? Or? Sure. I mean, because I believe you. Sure. But, okay. So well, and, and, I, and I say the same thing to you. I mean, it's an interesting story. You got pulled over. Somebody gave you a blanket. But you know what? I'm from Missouri. <laughs> I wasn't there. I don't know you. So it's a neat story. And I, I appreciate your need for some kind of, of an ego boost here, but unless you're going to sit there and contribute to the conversation and impart information that might help people, because that's what I'm doing. I'm not saying that I've got all the solutions. I'm saying this I, is what we're working on. The majority, I, of the, information, the majority of the information that I have and that we develop with Anna Von Wrights and other people, I'm giving away for free. Giving okay. it away for free. Okay. I, and I'm not asking for ego boosts or anything else. I'm just trying no. to help people. Yeah. No, but, but I can help. Okay, well, email me. I'll I'll have you on. We'll have you on as a guest speaker. Okay. Uh, well, I'd rather just speak right now. I can help, by the way. Uh, your guest was right on for the first 10 minutes he was speaking, and it was very good. What well, he meant? Yeah, what but he I meant, think he's right on the whole time, but... Well, no, but he never gave any solutions. That, that's the problem. He never gave any solutions. Well, uh, he hasn't maybe, done it yet. He will. He will. Yeah, Just keep listening. Going. Sure, sure, sure. But but the <laughs> first thing he was always mentioning was, uh, you know, if you have a, uh, you know, social security number or if you're a citizen or something. But remember, it's not against the law to be a citizen. No, no, absolutely, but, it, but it's not required by law either. Yeah, it's actually not required by law either. You're exactly right. Now, and the and the problem is the problem is that there are two types of United States citizens, and the question is, which one do you want to be? 
Do you want to be the one that's the surety for the debt, or do you want to be the one that's under the United States of America, small U? There's only one that's recognized by the overarching United States government. There's only one called the U.S. No, there's not. No, there's not. There's the Supreme Court. I've got 50 Supreme Court case sites that say that there are there are different types of 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 citizens of citizenship maybe yeah 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 well yeah. you can well, be a citizen you can, you, I, i'm an i'm an illinois i'm an illinois i'm not a u.s citizen i'm an illinois i thought you're in missouri where are you at <laughs> no no i said i said i said i ascribe to i i ascribe to the saying the state the state motto of missouri which is show me all right, oh, so was, I'm gonna I'm gonna take whatever you Nebraska, but I'm not in Nebraska. Also, just so you know. Well, well, I mean, I, I, you know, so so I'm an Illinoisan. I'm not a U.S. citizen. I've made that very clear. Why not? There's but, nothing wrong with being a U.S. What do you think about that? There's nothing. Yeah, he already being, went through being, that. Being a U.S. citizen, I wouldn't want to be ascribed to be a U.S. citizen for anything in the world. Then Me how? Then how are you going to buy anything, do anything? Just like uh, a foreigner. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you don't you have are, to be a citizen to buy things. A foreigner you don't have to be a citizen without fine. You don't yeah, want to be within the corporate United States. You want to be right. foreign yeah. to that. You do. I do anyway. I don't know about you. I shouldn't say you. I mean me personally. I don't want to be in that United States corporate roof underneath that roof i would rather be a woman on the land doing my own thing you know what I well mean? And, yeah Jelly. and here's the deal roddy you know at the end of the day all right oh that's not you, roddy oh that's aaron aaron okay <laughs> go ahead sorry so, so i want so you confusing me, the callers now <laughs> okay no no my apologies sorry roddy okay. so um, so at the end of the day, all right, right now, just as they've got the, the ugly, just like they, they, they've got the ugly um, wallpaper over that beautiful mahogany paneling, all right, you know, look at it in terms of the system that they've set up. So you're worried about, you're worried about how do you navigate in commerce, all right? What I'm talking about is recording, all right, taking control of the name, First of all, the trade name that they that they usurped and took control of about a week after we, your birth. How do we do well, that? Oh, you do a certificate of assumed name. And then what? And then you've got to do. Oh my God! I mean, you've got to do. You've got to do a UCC one. You've got to deal with a UCC addendum, UCC one addendum with respect to your certificate of live birth. You've got to do. You've got Just to deal with a notice of interest. You know, it depends on what you're trying to accomplish. And, and ultimately what you want to do uh, – listen, if, if you want – Aaron, let him talk. Let him Aaron, finish answering. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron okay. if, you're, if you're sitting there and thinking that you're going to walk away from this call, you know, which is going to end, what, an hour from now, whatever, and, and you're going to have a step-by-step as to what to do, you know, what I can do is I can tell you these things. Now, you know, I'm giving – just as I did the last time, my email address. And we've got a bunch of information that walks people step-by-step step through these processes. If I were to sit there and take those instructions and walk through, you know, a deed of reconveyance and, and all the other things that are associated with this and walk through and give you the language for those documents, all right, this would be one boring-ass call. 
all right, at the end of the day, I've got a bunch of information that, I'm, that I've got right now and that I'm refining based upon additional things that we've had since the last call um, that I'm giving away to people for free, step by step. Here's the instructions. Here's templates embedded within the instructions. This is what you do in order to manage your identity with the goal ultimately being, all right, that you understand that you're operating in a system of commerce when you were born to operate in a system of trade. And at the end of the day, how do you, you can't, you don't have an alternative. It's just like we can't deal in real money. All right. We can't deal in Article 1, Section 10. You know, hey, Andrew, Andrew, can, I, yeah. can I, he's making very good points, but it's kind of step by step, like he's saying. Can I step in and ask a question or? Well, it's up to him. He's got the Go power. ahead. Go ahead. But I mean, I'm 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 trying to understand. I'm trying to understand your purpose because I imagine that there's other people that have questions too. And if you well, don't take the call, there's more people. So sure, sure, okay, I'll I'll ask one more question, I guess, and let me go. And maybe I'll uh, get your email and stuff, and we'll we'll chat later. But you said when we're born, we're born into this world of commerce, and I agree with that. I guess if now we wake, you know, at 16, 18 years old, and we wake up and we see the world, yes, it's all business. But when we're born, I'm not too sure that there was a receipt given, you know, there was, uh, you know, I, I, there was, I was put in a box and, and sent over to somewhere else, or, or was I? Yeah, you were. Look at your certificate of live birth. There's two dates on there. You think that's by accident? I don't know. Actually, I wasn't there, right? Neither were you. We, we weren't there. I'm not talking about the event. I'm talking about look at your birth certificate. There's two dates there. Explain them. What, is, what does that mean? That's what I'm saying. No, but what does it mean? You were born, you were born, okay, you were born free on the land with, with, the, with the right to operate and trade. That right was purloined from you, all right, and you were thrust into a system of commerce. What's the difference? The difference is Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution. No state shall make anything but gold and silver coin a tender in the payment of debt. Roger Sherman, mm-hmm. all right? The only, one, the only one of the original founders to sign all of the foundational documents associated with the republic, all right? So gold and silver coin, Tender in the payment of debt, all right? That is the law of the republic, all right? That's trade. Sure. Federal reserve notes, that's commerce. But don't you think we need commerce, though? No. Well, no. You, it's not that you need it. It's that you don't have any other choice but to interact with it, if you're, as particularly if you're living in a large urban center like I am. So then the question becomes, how do you take control of that vessel that they created a week after your birth, after you were born, after you were brought into this world, all right? Because I, I don't like to use born and birth because then they suggest commerce and, you know, you, get, you go down that slippery slope, okay? But at the end of the day, you need to take – you right now, most people are operating as Gilligan, all right? You want to be the skipper. And if there's people on here that are that – are, a lot younger than me. You're not going to have a clue, so go back and watch Gilligan's Island. But um, how does that change the money system? 
if if we went back and said, I am the legitimate heir to this land, I require gold, silver, like how would that? But well, then we you know, don't. You know, we, we, you know, it was done. Have to pay a soda it, at the store. It, you know, it, it was it was done. It was done back. Um, there was a just a, a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful man um, back in the in the seventies and eighties, Tupper Saucy, and he's he's left us now. Good friend. We were collaborating on some stuff when he passed away, and and Tupper um, Tupper wrote a, a, a little paperback called The Miracle on Main Street, and it was just absolutely brilliant, and it had people going okay. into circumstances, you know, going into courtrooms and town halls and, and you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and, right. and enforcing Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution. Of course. And, right. and then they shut it down. They shut it down. So they, so, it down. So it, they did shut it down. They, 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 you know, and, you know, they, they changed it is what they did. They shut it down. They, they changed the target. They changed the target. They shut it down. And rightfully so, though. They rightfully mm-hmm. so. Well, because most Americans at that time, at Article 1, Section 10, at, you know, uh, 1798, 1801, were dealing in gold and silver. Most private people were dealing gold and silver. There and why was, was that? There, well, because that's what people dealt with. That's what the Spanish were dealing with. That's what the French came over and were funding us with. That's what, that was the gold, coin, and silver of the time. However, the U.S. was demanded what, what, if we were going to go to war against the um, British, we had to come up with a colonial script. That was, uh, that was a mandatory thing from the French. If, there, if we didn't do that, the French were not going to back us. And so we did. So we had a colonial script. And all what, the, what, What's your point? Well, what I'm saying is all the gold and silver was let's say put into a secure vault. Let's just say that, all right? But most private people did not give up their gold and silver. Anyway. Uh, well, they did, the, in, they did in 1933. <laughs> well, yeah, after the Revolutionary War and then the Civil War, and let's say World War One. you're exactly right. Most people started to give up their fucking gold for what we Dude, call... Dude, you're killing me here. You're killing me here. You're going off on a tangent and... And, and you're taking up, what, 20 minutes? And, and what is your point other than your well, ego? I'm sorry, Texas. We're going to move on, okay, because we have other people waiting. And I just think, I don't know, you know, you're giving me the impression you want to just argue. And this is not the place for that. So don't, don't you know, cool it, calm down. We're going to be okay. Email me and I'll talk to you you know, privately. Next up is East Maryland. Go ahead, East Maryland. You've been unmuted. Thank you, Angie, for getting him off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, this is the first lawyer that I've ever heard that sounds like he's honest. (laughs) I needed that. Thank you. Angie, I need two things. One, I need to... uh, Find out what's the name of that book that he was talking about from Anna, and where can I get it? Oh, let, you know what? Let me let me do a quick search real quick. Um, I uh, I think I do have, you have it, it? there. Order page. It's AnnaVonWrites.com. 
<laughs> forward slash order dot html but i'm sure you just go to anavonrights.com yeah or it's on or it's on amazon it's called you There's know a something link. it's called order but anyway go ahead yeah you can get it at amazon it's you know something is wrong when dot 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 an american affidavit of probable cause you know something is wrong when dot 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 an american affidavit of probable cause and and I'm telling you, man, I, I, I gave away my last copies of that, and I haven't read it in probably, you know, eight or nine months, maybe more. And, and I'm going out, you know, to, to order another one because I need to have one because, because it's, got, it's got foundational history in there that, that is really critical to understanding this stuff. So, you know, my point in doing what we're doing, Angela, is that, you know, I feel like my job, all right, is is to take to the extent that I can complex information and boil it down into something simple. And so what we have strived to do is to put together sets of instructions, modules, if you will, dealing with this whole identity management, um, um, uh, you know, issue, subject. And, and so it's, you know, Things to con- take control of that name, notices to 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 give, um, you know, deeds of reconveyance, you know, common law copyrights, notifications to make, um, things that need to be recorded, things that don't need to be recorded, and then you know, within these within these these instructions that um, that we put together than this incredible, incredible um, uh, uh, woman that I've been, that I've been working with. Um, uh, her name's Jody Hudak. She's here. She's here. She's an Illinoisan. Um, she's got some great skills. And, and so she's embedded into these different instruction sets, um, different templates of the specific documents that walk you through each of the things that you need to do in order to take control of that vessel so that, you know, the world is on notice as to who you are, who you're not. And since you don't have any choice but to operate within their system of commerce until the Republic is resuscitated through people doing things like this. Okay. And, and, and then eventually, you know, gravitating back to a system of trade where people refuse to use um, uh, Federal Reserve notes. And, and if, if you scoff at that and, and are naive enough to think that that can't happen, understand that two days ago, Russia, okay, set forth that all of its ports will no longer take payment in U.S. dollars. All right, Venezuela will no longer take payments for its oil products, the largest reserves of known reserves of oil on the planet will no longer accept payments in U.S. dollars. The, the Chinese have indicated that they are moving away from the dollar and they are going to be denoting payments in yuan, which can be converted into gold. Okay, so this is happening right now. This is not screwing around. So we're going back to trading in substance, trading in specie or or, you know, or like the old days, right, where, you, you know, you, you had paper receipts from the goldsmiths that were, that were backed up, truly backed up 
by species. And sure. and so, you know, our well, it's about is, time. Well, <laughs> way past time, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, so Anna Von Wright, what's the name of her book? It's You Know Something Is Wrong When, dot, 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 an American Affidavit of Probable Cause. Well, it's a little slower here. Well, you, you know what? Know. I'm going to put, I'm going to put a link. I'm going to put a link to the, um, I'm going to put a link to the, to the page um, up on, oh, can I not do that? You know what? Here's the deal. This other guy said this before. He said this before, Angela. Um, I got a, I got a new phone because mine died. <laughs> and, and my phone erased all, I, I don't have all of my stuff. It's, it's- so it says here you can get it at Amazon, and then right yeah, below you, there, there's a there's a link that says you can get it in the e format. Download it to your computer or whatever for two dollars and ninety nine cents. There you go. It, there you, you go. You know, it's two hundred and seventy five pages. Oh, uh, you know something's wrong. This, What's the rest of it? You, you know, know something, something is wrong is... when. Right. <clears throat> okay. If you just, if you just, if you just. You know, and then it's dot 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 an American affidavit of probable cause. Yeah, that's a hell of a name for a book. I yeah, know, I know, I uh, know. It's it, yeah, I tell you what, it, it, I'm serious. I mean, I have. You know I what have, though? I mean, on here it says you can get Anna's entire website on a USB flash drive as low as four dollars and fifty cents each. I guess it's. I don't know, one, two, three, four, five. There's ten flash drives. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I mean, it contains all the content of her. Or you can get the DVD disc. That's twenty four ninety package of seven discs. And then there's um, she got. Or you can just go out to the website and access all of it for free. <laughs> oh, you can you get know. it all here for free. Well, yeah. Go out to go out to the blog. Yeah. So, well, so okay. Or you just thought. Yeah, they're all there. What, what, Ron? Our second question is, how can I get in touch with this super patriot? Uh, <laughs> I don't deserve that. But, my, my, you know, I, I gave this out the last time. My email address, I'm not going to give you my phone because I'll have 18 million calls. And, Angela, you were right. I mean, there's a number of people that, I mean, they're still coming out from listening to the last call. It, it, it's just, oh, and it's they amazing. will continue. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. You know, Boston. Um, hey, uh, Super Patriot. Uh, can I get your phone number from Angela because uh, your email won't do me a bit of good. Yeah, Ron, uh, without a computer right now. Oh. Ron, oh. Ron's without electricity. <laughs> oh. Well, I don't know, Angela. What do you think? Is Ron legit? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Ron, I'm not asking your opinion. You're biased. <laughs> um, you know what? That's fine. Oh, Ron's That's fine. okay. He won't bother you. That's fine. But for everybody else, and, and, and I don't do this as an insult or anything else, I just do this in terms of time management. Um, uh, my my email address is debt lawyer. It's all one word. David, Edgar, Bob, Thomas, I don't know, lawyer, L-A-W-Y-E-R. I'm, you know, my wife is real good with that stuff. She's a flight attendant. I don't do the whole call signs. 
Um, so it's debtlawyer at gmail.com. And like I said, now I'm doing some revisions to some documents, and there are some people from the last call that are still waiting for those things. Some things have come in. I mean, it's interesting how things go because I sent out a bunch of stuff, Angela, to people that had contacted me after after the first call, and and then and and everything was kind of you know static at that point, and and then all of a sudden there was this huge inflow of information from Anna and other people, and and we've had to condense that down and and kind of um, you know, order it and stack it uh, properly. Um, my thinking is in the next couple of days here, we're going to have a nice little package um, dealing with identity management issues and dealing with things like, you know, are you dealing with a, um, are you dealing with a, a foreclosure or a collection or a tax issue or something like that? All right, well, here's a way that you can deal with that even before you've dealt with um, correcting your status and, 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 you know, dealing with the identity, identity management issues. However, you're going to have a much better um, outcome and you're going to be able to stand much more firmly in defense of the things that you're doing should somebody step forward and question you because they do move the target, all right, if you have taken the steps to uh, regarding identity management, you have corrected your status and, and provided the proper notices, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, 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 you know, that stuff, that stuff, you know, working with Jody um, and Anna and a lot of other people, and, you know, it's not just me. I'm just sitting here on a voice on the phone. Um, you know, it, this is, this is all stuff that is freely available. All right. And, and Angela, I mean, I was going to tell you this, all right, there was some jerk, and I don't remember his name, but he actually he actually put up on a website, he took the information that Anna gave that I took and 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 built upon, right, and I filled in some gaps and, and some other things, and then Jody took and put into this wonderful format of instructions with embedded templated documents, and this, this moron took the stuff took off the copyright information from the footer and put it up on a website and then was offering to sell Anna's stuff and this stuff for like $250 for a CD. And then of course he was available as a consultant for $3,500. <laughs> All right. We're giving it away for free. So don't buy it from anybody. And I'll call you tomorrow to get his contact. <laughs> okay. Well, I can't get it to you because you don't have email. Uh, we'll work on it. All right. We'll figure it out. We'll work you it know, out. Let it, okay, good. There's a all question right, right. here. You can mute all me right, out thanks, for Ron. somebody else. All right. Thanks, have, Ron. Yep. Have a good night, Ron. It, it, there's a question here. Um. A second here. Hold on a second. There's so much going on in the chat. Sal McDee is asking uh, if you are aware of the Motu Proprio. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And and you know, I I watched that with great deal. What of is interest. that? I don't know what that is. What is All that? right. There's a there's a guy named Harvey Dent. Well, the Motu Proprio is a, is a is a um um 
Oh, it's not an encyclical. I'm sorry. Oh, you know, it's, it's late. I haven't had dinner. Um, it's a papal bull. All right. That was put out and then it was, and then it was refreshed. And it, it basically said that, um, you know, the original, um, the original papal bull back in the 1300s that Pope Boniface, I don't know, is he the seventh? Uh, yeah, maybe, you know, forgive me if I'm, but it, it was one of the Pope Bonifaces back in like 1326. Um, and put out a papal bull that basically took ownership, claimed ownership in every person, place, or thing in the universe by the Vatican. And and it was reinforced through different treaties and other things. And the motu proprio came out, and the most recent iteration of it was said to um, eliminate all of the corporations that had enslaved the planet. And so there's a guy named Harvey Dent who eventually moved off of YouTube because they demonetized this platform um, and and he had he had come up with a uh, supposedly a way that you could access a treasury direct account that was associated and linked with your social security number that was like the you know the black card through the DTC that you know another one of those urban legends that we've been chasing after forever and people were going out and they were going and they were paying bills they were doing things they were buying CDs etc cetera, etc cetera, etc cetera. and and it was you know people were going crazy and there were thousands of people that were doing this and slowly but surely all of the transactions got reversed and all they were doing was setting up ACHs, um, AFT transactions through their, you know, so they went out um, and paid their utility bills, they paid their cell phone bills, they paid their internet bills, et cetera. And, and then all, unfortunately, all of those transactions got reversed. And now people have been trying to um, reverse the reversals. And there's some people out there saying that they're figuring it out. There's a woman named uh, Ginger Snyder that has been working on that and researching it. There's a woman named Heather, Heather something Tucci, who actually um, was arrested because she and a guy named Randy Bean had been accessing these treasury direct accounts. Randy went and bought a bunch of CDs using these EFT transactions using these accounts using Federal Reserve Bank routing numbers with the Social Security number as their account. And he was issued CDs by a banking entity. He cashed them in, and then he went and bought an RV. And then they reversed the transactions, and they came after him, and they arrested him and said he was committing fraud of some kind. Um, And they're both out on bail and are fighting through that. Um, Heather is, is a member of the OPPT, and I can't remember for the world of me what that that acronym is for. It's some people's public trust or something like that. Um, so that's what that's what the motu proprio references. All I can say is I've watched very very carefully those things unfold, um, and and I'm not saying that 
these people are wrong and that there isn't a way to access these accounts and assets that have been accumulated in your trade name since that registration a week after your birth you. and the creation of that vessel. But I haven't, I haven't been able to verify any way for that to be done without those transactions being reversed. So I would say Charles, keep on Charles researching on that. that it, it What's that? It's for other people's public trust. There you go. There you go. I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> no, no, it's one right. people's public trust. One people's one people. public oh, trust. Okay, thank you, Rocco. Yep. One and 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 you know, I, I mean, I don't. You know, I, I found ways to set off and discharge large amounts of debt, um, but you know, understand that you know this is a big octopus that you're playing with here, and. Um, you know, like I said, I've had foreclosures dismissed. I've had, you know, I've won summary judgments in foreclosures. I've, uh, you know, I've done, I've done a lot of things. But what I have found consistently is that whenever I find a way that works um, to accomplish this, that they move the target. And, okay. and so to me, that's why um, it really, the most important thing to me is, is identity management, is clarifying absolutely correcting the record with respect to your political status. And the last piece that I am working on is the passport, and I haven't done it yet. Um, I've been working on it for a long time, and I finally found the last bits of information that, um, that I really believe are critical um, to that to that effort. Um, I found a really, re you know, this is a guy, I don't know, I don't know if he'll do it. I left him a voicemail um, just to kind of give him a heads up that I was going to, um, that I was going to, I, I was going to reference him, if you don't mind, Angela. Um, uh, this guy's name is Christopher no, Gronke. His name is Christopher <laughs> Gronke. Christopher Gronke, G-R-O-N-S-K-I. G -R -O -N -S -K -I. And he's with a, a an outfit called American Supreme Law, and if you if you do a Google search, um, and here I'll give you I'll give you a I'll give you a domain. Give me one second here because because he's a very he's a brilliant guy. Um, it's destinationfreedom.org. So all one word destinationfreedom.org. All right. In terms of getting, in terms of of taking care of that passport piece, um, I, I I've I've researched. I mean, I have researched this thing until my eyes were bleeding, and and I believe that that the information that he has, and he is extremely extremely reasonable. All right, so all you people that have gone out like me. And like, you know, Angela and like everybody else in this world who have gone out and, you know, paid hundreds and hundreds and thousands of dollars for different things that ended up, you know, giving you, giving you interesting information. But in terms of practical um, uh, information that you could apply to a problem that you're dealing with right now, it's gotten you nowhere. This guy, you know, it's, I mean, he charges like $100 for a citizenship class. Um, and, and I think it's $300 to walk you through how to properly set up your 
um, DS-11 passport application, dealing with the instructions and everything else, and tells you not just how to do it, but why you're doing it so that you can actually stand on that. And he has done extensive um, research and interaction with the State Department and, and other um, entities, you know, regarding things like, you know, U.S. citizen versus non-citizen national, you know, um, the implications of putting your Social Security number on that DS-11 form and how to avoid it. Um, you know, things like that, the minutiae associated with this, like I alluded to at the beginning of the call, that DS-11 form has an incredible number of tricks and traps in it that if you don't understand it and you don't deal with it, then automatically, boom, they're going to look at this and they're going to say, well, it looks like you're trying to tell me that you're not a U.S. citizen, but you know what? I'm seeing this stuff over there and it's inconsistent. So when it's, I see inconsistencies, I'm always going to default to you're a U.S. citizen. Now go back in the box and shut up. And, and to me, this is one of the most critical um, pieces in this, in this, you know, kind of journey to, um, of identity management. Now, I, I got to tell you one thing. One of the things, okay, if you email me and I'll send you this stuff. One of the things that Anna um, came to all of us with, um, she had, she came out with a blog post a while ago and, and, you know, I had been after her. She had been dealing with the new administration and trying to set things up to um, to establish a process so that people in foreclosures and other difficult situations could, you know, actually find remedy. And and she came away with a she came away with a fairly simple process um, uh, interacting with the IRS Criminal Investigation Division in Covington, Kentucky. And I went back and clarified, and I was like, okay, you know, when you responded to this particular person with Covington, Kentucky, was that because of where she was located or, you know, and, and, and depending upon where any individual was, then they should deal with the CID office where they are. And she said, no, for these things, Covington, Kentucky has been established as these pla the place to go and make these filings and communicate with them about the issues that you're dealing with. And, and then she gave the address, and the address was P.O. Box 192. So you had, you had somebody, Sal McD, asking about um, HJR 192. And HJR 192 has always been a real, you know, bunch of gibberish to me. Um, but when I saw that, and Anna said to me, this thing has been there since the 30s as a as a as an avenue to resolve these fiat and taxation issues associated with the whole US citizen person and so I was like oh, wait a minute you know uh, PO box 192 I mean I just I, I I stopped and I just literally like bent over belly laughing I said you know really and 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 I'll tell you an interesting story, Sal, about about my journey with HJR 192. When I was getting deep inside the research, and I I was practicing steadily at that point in time, and but I was questioning, 
And, you know, I, I mean, I was, I was, I was bred to research and verify. And so I said, okay, well, you know, HDR 192, these people are talking about this stuff. The language is completely obtuse. Um, you know, so I need to go and look at the statutes at large. And so I went down to the law library, Cook County, uh, downtown Chicago, on the 28th floor of the Richard J. Daly Center. It is one of the most beautiful libraries that, that you've ever seen, and, and not because of anything ornate. It, is, it, 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 it encompasses the entire 28th floor, floor-to-ceiling windows, looking out at the entire city of Chicago and the lakefront, the parks, the harbors, everything. I mean, it is one of the most beautiful views. If, and I'm partial. I love Chicago. I was born and raised here. Um, but it's gorgeous. And you walk into the, the reading room, and the first thing you encounter on your right when you walk through the door is the U.S. Code. And then you've got the Code of Federal Regulations. And so I'm looking around and I'm going, okay, well, the statutes at large are the only actual evidence of positive law in, in the country. So where are the statutes at large? And I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm walking around the floor. And so I go to the librarians. And these guys are like law geeks. I mean, they just, they, they get turned on when you start asking them intricate questions about stuff. And so I said, you know, I'm, I'm researching something and I'm trying to find positive law. And I can't find the statutes at large. I'm thinking that maybe they're like a shrine to them or something somewhere, right? And the guy kind of raises his eyebrow and he goes, boy, we don't get calls for them very much. He said, well, come on, I'll show you. And so we go walking back and we go through these doors and we go back to the archives. Now, the archives at the Cook County Law Library are 16, maybe 18-foot ceilings and floor-to-ceiling shelves of books, old reporter volumes, treatises, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so we walk back, we take a right down the middle, middle aisle, and we're walking and we're walking and we're walking. And we get to like the second or third aisle in, in all the stacks. And we take a left, and there's all these cardboard boxes stacked up, up down this aisle. And he points down at the lowest two shelves or three shelves, and he said, there they are right there. And I'm like, okay, why am I coming back to the archives to find the statutes at large? You know, and it was kind of, okay, things that make you go, hmm. Now, I, I, I retraced those footsteps about six months ago. And now that area in the archives, actually the doors are papered over and there's a sign that says authorized access only. And wow. and. And I went to the librarian and I said, you know, I need to see the statutes at large. And he said the same thing as the first time. He said, boy, we don't get many people asking about that. Well, yeah, because you stick them back here, you know, in a hole. And and it just, okay, so that was that was what HJR 192 did for me, Sal. It, it, it made me dig deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And you know, HCR 192, you know, you can argue about whether or not it's still operative. Certainly in terms of the system, I believe that there are operational aspects of not it, but its spirit. And certainly in terms of the system of commerce that was set up, they had to give you a, a mechanism, a pathway to be able to go back. They couldn't just steal uh, all the gold um, through this subterfuge 
without leaving you a way to, um, you know, follow the breadcrumbs to find your way back to the original republic. But they're not going to make it easy for you. And the same thing is true with the same thing is true with, you know, you'll see if you if you choose to go and talk to Christopher um, and his people about about their research, the State Department does not just, you know, oh, well, you're here and you've got this stuff and you're a non-citizen, you know, you're a non-citizen national. Um, Oh, okay. well, you found me out. Here you go. No, I mean, they're going to test you. They're going to test you. And and so in my mind, you know, the people that listen to your call, Angela, are people that are looking for education. All right. I'm telling you that a lot of the information that you're looking for in terms of the things that we've been working on, um, that stuff's available for free. And 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 a lot of the stuff like with Christopher stuff, that stuff is is available for a very, very nominal sum. And I encourage you to look at it seriously. Anna's works. So you understand how we got to where we are so you can understand, you know, and, and, and have that true conviction when somebody does question you that you're just going to be able to sit there, you know, like Bruce Lee and just to, 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 you know, uh, you know, fend off the blows. And, and, you know, you're, you're going to look at people, you know, whether it's in recording or filing situations or whatever, and just go, I'm sorry, are you, are you practicing law without a license? You know, all I'm asking you to do is, is verify my name all on signature. All I'm asking you to do is to is to record this you know the recorders act that says that if it's related to this you have to record it are you practicing law without a license do i have to report you you know it it, it gives you the it gives you the strength of conviction the understanding the information to be able to to be able to understand not just where we are but why we are where we are okay we have a whole bunch of people waiting to ask questions so if you're ready for yeah. more questions and answers, we can get on. You know, it's really <laughs> weird. I'm sitting here, and I just saw lightning. So oh. maybe we're going to have some rain. That would be nice. Okay, up next is northeast and north-central Pennsylvania. Go ahead. Hi, Angela. Hi. Do you have a question or a uh, yeah, I just uh, was uh, <clears throat> wondering if the uh, gentleman here, uh, what uh, basically what the bottom line is, and uh, it uh, seems like uh, the Anna von Wright's stuff is right on track, and uh, what's he basically? He just kind of like uh, optimized it and maybe took some of the question question he more clarified the process so it's a little bit uh, easier and straightforward for people i'm just wondering what basically he he, he he's doing and it is he an attorney i'd like to know no 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 i'm not i'm okay. not i was i was i mean you gave up your bar uh, bar membership i rescinded my signatures revoked the contracts um with the Supreme Court of Illinois, some time ago. Yeah. God bless. Yeah. I, you. I, I, I practiced for I practiced law for 28 years. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I listened. I was on a um, another uh, station. I called in uh, to a radio show. They had this woman. It was she was like you. She was from New York, but and uh, it was uh, called in the Power Hour. 
and uh, uh, this woman, all I wanted to do is, uh, I, I, I got a couple words out of my mouth. I said, man, this is like, like a 10,000 ton pile of horse manure that, that uh, is, uh, and, and, and this uh, Joyce Riley, she just like hung up on me. You know, I was going to say like, this is just the, her being on this show. I want to find out why and how everybody, all her friends, all her relatives were like a down on her, you know, like you dummy, you dummy, you know, how could you do that? Give your bar membership up, you know, and I didn't even get a chance to ask that nice lady a question in about, about like how, what was your reasoning? I mean, it was like the, it was like the most noble thing that I've ever heard somebody could do in a bitch uh, hung up on me. Oh. She died, didn't she? Didn't Joyce Riley die? Yeah, she was dead. Yeah. Well, so, uh, uh, well, thanks. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I mean, everybody's, everybody's actions ultimately are selfish. You know, for me, um, you know, it was a long process, and I started to, I started to question the system that I was brought up in, and, um. Uh, you know, like I said, I had significant success. I mean, I changed the way collection firms operated in in in, in Cook County, um, and I changed a, a, a lot of the ways that they operated within the state of Illinois. And I'm not saying that from an ego perspective. I was just, uh, you know, I started asking questions. You know, well, well, you know, Supreme Court rules say that you've got to do this. These guys aren't doing that. And I actually had, you know, a judge look at me and say, well, that's true, and you know. Nobody ever raises it now, you know, and I don't, I don't feel like I should raise it. And I'm yeah, like, I have a question. What you, you you changed away was that regarding like HGR 192, and what is the fact? I didn't, I kind of missed the 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 the, 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 the scheme of the 190 PO Box 192 was in Covington, Kentucky. What was that for? What's that office for actually? And is, well, is, that, is that is that the reason? Because there's some related to HGR 192 because there's no money. Did no, I think liability or something. I'm well, not sure. that's that's, that's that's how I interpret. It, okay, all I'm saying is that in going back and forth with Anna Von Wrights, all right, you know, she in in the year plus since since I met with her and 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 you know a group of lawyers and judges and researchers in Alaska, um, she's been working with the new administration to try and find some remedy for people that are going through things like foreclosure. And, and she came back with this process that just so happens to be going through, routed through P.O. Box 192 in Covington, oh. Kentucky. Oh, were you at that meeting with the 10 people? With what? Uh, I believe Anna and a couple of 10 people got together and kind of yeah. had a meeting. And, oh, you were at that meeting. What is your name? Bob Locke. Bob Locke, okay. Huh. Yeah, I heard about that, and I figured something was – that was like an exciting thing. I, you know, I oh, never heard anything wonderful. else about it. It was wonderful. No, must I mean, have been, uh, it must have been incredible. Thing, you know? I don't incredible know. Incredible group of people. And you know what? I mean, you know, something about being in – something about being in Alaska in May when, the, you know, the sun never sets. So, you know, you're, you're actually able to work. I mean, we were getting up at 7 in the morning and working until 1 o'clock in the morning, and, you know, you don't even – you don't even blink because it's, it's, it's bright sunshine out, right? Mm-hmm. It's bizarre. Um, so it was, it was, it was, it was special. 
What was the deal with the? Uh, you said, uh, I mean, is that something you did with debt collection? That's just like, oh, that was like an attorney thing. And I mean, what's the most important thing people need to know now? What do you think the most important thing? They, they need to kind of understand the process and the straight. And what, what did you do with, with this Anna Von Rice thing? You just kind of streamlined it and made it a little bit easier, or just like on a step one. You know, that's really the the. the 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 the, uh, the ticket. People need an outline. Step one, step two. Well, that's or, what I'm or talking about. Two, two, two A, B, C. Then step three. You know how to do things in order in the right manner, and and maybe the with the addresses and whatever, and the forms listed. You know, the D what is it, DL or what is it, D D something eleven. DS eleven is this is the State Department's form for an application for a passport. Yeah. I mean, just right, that so, outline so would be just a great these, help. I'm sorry, go all, ahead. No, I mean, I, well, like I said, I mean, all these things are are things that we put together instructions, step-by-step instructions with embedded within the instructions are um, Word and fillable PDF documents that you can, that are, they're, they're templates, all right? that are all you have to do is insert your information exactly the way that that stuff is, is portrayed there, projected in these templates. And, and you're going to understand what to do and why you're doing it. All right. And that, that stuff that's available for free. Now with the passport, um, with the passport, I, I have an incredible bottom of information on that, but the last little pieces and the most important components of it, in order to avoid getting put into that, um, put into that U.S. citizen box, um, that's where I'm recommending um, Christopher Gronsky. I do have some of that information. If I get your email, I could. I did. I actually took the. You know, I could. I could show you what I have. Share with you what I could try to locate. What I have on. I that. mean, I've, I've looked at all the stuff from like you know Eric John Phelps and 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 a lot of other people. And, you know, the stuff with the Copper Moonshine Still guy, um, and he's great, great guy. But, I, you know, I, I, I have some questions about some of the stuff, um, a couple of the components in his, um, in his information, and that stuff is freely available. And I encourage anybody, um, I think it's coppermoonshinestill.com. Um, great guy. You know, you can get on the phone with him. You can talk to him. Um, and incredible information to make you understand why you want to get um, why you want to get deal with the passport issue um, uh, and 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 rebut the presumption so of U.S. Like citizenship. Twenty-seven fields or something that need to be filled, and the main thing is you don't put you know, any social security number. You a U.S. citizen? No, or you just NA or whatever. What they ask are you a U.S. or where your parents a U.S. citizen? No, 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 right? exactly. And it was just a couple yeah, but, of key but, things, right? Well, well, but but look at the instructions. Look at the instructions. Look at page four. Look at the acts or conditions section, all right, and look at what it specifically asks for. If you didn't treat the instructions, it is my, it is my position that if you, didn't, if you didn't deal with the instructions the way that that, that particular section dictates, then you are you're speaking with a forked tongue. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so, so, you know, our, our, our purpose, all right, and our goal, our mission, if you will, 
is to try and get this stuff out there. And, you know, Anna is the one that's pushing this stuff from the top down, and I'm just trying to take it and make it a little bit more, you know, uh, fill in some of the gaps, um, make sure that people have, like you say, step-by-step instructions. First you do this, then you do this. Here's the mailing address. You know, here's the form. This is how you fill the form out. You put this in here, you put this in there. You know, that kind of a thing. So that And, and get that out there to people for free. So, if, so you're look, if you're looking at your list, how many components of the puzzle are on your list at this time? The DS11, let's say that's one. Oh, is like the authenticated birth certificate another component of it? Oh, God. I mean, that's the key that's to everything. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, so you got your authenticated birth certificate, your DS11, and, and how about how many other key components are there? Oh, God. You know what? If you saw my desk right now, um, I mean, on the you know, I just have the outline in front of you of the of the main things. Is it like a five or ten or a hundred or what? No, I mean I'm looking at let's see one two three four five six seven eight. You're probably talking about all told. Um, you're probably talking about ten documents. Okay. And a total of maybe I don't know. I, I'd have to total it up, but maybe. 30 to 40 pages total. Do you think just for the uh, benefit of the listeners, you might be able to go through the just the title of, or the type, the name of each one of those documents, just for the reference? People could maybe jot it down, and then they'll have a little idea of uh, what uh, what's uh, what real you know what the reality is. Well, help? yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm offered to do better than that. I've offered <laughs> to send them the stuff. Yeah, I know that, but I mean, it would be good, just good to, uh, you know, good to hear what what they are, and uh, you know, people might be a little bit relaxed, and this is the time to, you know, to uh, stimulate their minds with something like that. And uh, do you think that um, you could do that? Well, yeah, I mean, like I've said in the past, you you do a assume name certificate. You've got a deed of reconveyance of the name. Um, you've got what I call a master claim, but that's 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 a particular way um, to to deal with the certificate of live birth that entails, um, uh, you know, a, a couple of different writs um, as well as a um, um, as well as a will and testament related what was that to that. I, I, what was the name of uh, that one? Well, just look at it as a certificate of live birth. Okay. Um, you know, but authenticated and properly and properly endorsed, properly prepared. Um, and then um, you've got a UCC-1 as well as a UCC-1 addendum. Um, and then it depends, um, you know, if you're dealing with uh, foreclosures and things like that, then you're looking at a notice of interest and a statement of interest, an affidavit of security interest, and a non-UCC filing. Okay. Oh wow, they're talking like about rulers you? of evil. They're talking about rulers of evil in the chat, Angela. Tupper's other book. Oh. I've got a I've got yeah. a, I've got an I've got an autographed copy of Rulers of Evil from Tupper. Oh, I love that guy. He was such a good man. That, yeah, I have two. I sold I bought cases of them from him. Just oh, he's, books what a wonderful man. Do you know how much that book is going for on Amazon now? La- the last what? one I sold was eighty-five bucks. Wow! 
Wow. Not on Amazon. Not on Amazon. I'm sorry. On eBay. Sorry. It was up for auction. Interesting. 85 bucks. I've got two left, but I'm keeping those. (laughs) Absolutely. Bob, may I ask you a question? Is uh, was that uh, basically all the documents? Uh, the uh, in the last three were the notice statement of interest. If there's a mortgage involved, and uh, that's about well, it. Well, that's what we're that's that that's what we're focusing on right now. All right, with respect to that, you know, yeah, and 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 I mean, it depends on what you're dealing with. So you've got the identity management component, and then you've got the fiat debt component. Uh, if you want to, if you want to, you know, attack and set off any of that fiat debt that is, that is, you know. Bob, we can't hear yeah. you. You can't. Something you hit I, your I, mute I button hear you. or something maybe? No, I can hear him perfect. I don't know. Bob, um, I, I'm, I'm looking you. at you. I can see you're on, but we can't hear you. Is that better? Oh, my goodness. Angela, can Angela? you hear me? Can you hear? It? I, I can hear Bob perfectly, and I can hear you. I can hear everything. It must be something at your end. Yeah, I can hear everything. Can, did you hear me? What I just said, Angela. Hmm. Angela That's probably. Weird. She probably hit a mute button. <laughs> she thinks it's your button or something. That's weird. Now she's going to try to reconnect or something. Bobby, still there? Okay. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I didn't, uh, in those documents, I didn't uh, hear you say the uh, DS-11. Is that in there? Um, well, you said that at the beginning of the discussion. Okay. Okay. All right. That's interesting. Okay, so Angela hung up, and now she's going to call back in. All right, so at least we're being heard by people on the chat. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, we got right. uh, got a confirmation that you're not not dead dead airtime. Okay, cool. What state uh, uh, are you from? Illinois. Illinois. Okay. Oh yeah, you did say that. Yeah, I could uh, also I could help uh, uh, Ron, the other guy without the computer. I'll, uh, I'll send you an email and I'll get that information to him to help him. Real nice guy. Cool. Him and his I'm other not... buddy. Huh? Him and his other buddy, Dean. So if you hear a little moving around. I'm back. Um, there oh, we go. My can you hear me? Oh, my goodness. My, my, my phone just died. Yeah, I can hear you now. But my can phone died. <laughs> can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. Good grief. I hate when that happens, you know. I just, uh, so all anyway, all okay. All right, so listen, I'm I'm taking I'm taking um, uh, uh, talkers' prerogative, and since I got caught up in meetings, I had a really interesting meeting before we got on the call, and I didn't have dinner. So if you hear a little bit of shuffling around in the background, I'm making dinner. Okay, I don't mind but, because we got eight people on with their hand up. Eight people waiting to ask you questions. All right. Okay. So the, is that it for you, Northeast and North Central? Yes. Thank you so much, Angela. I love your show. Doing thank a good you so job. much. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Don't go, though. Stay and listen. Okay. Next up is B. 
Berserk Family Biz. Berserk Family Biz. That's a different name. You've been unmuted. Did you have a question for our guest speaker? Perhaps you have your phone muted. Yes, I did. Yes. There you go. There you go. Thank you. Hate when that happens. You're welcome. You were saying some packets uh, that you were putting together, uh, Bob. Do do, uh, would you include a foreign national packet for a person who's a foreign national? Okay, that one. All right, we know that this works for um, for state nationals. And if you think about, from the research that I've done, um, everything that we're talking about, because, because the, only places, the only places that are outside of the system that we're, that we're, if you will, differentiating ourselves from are North Korea, Iran. I don't know how many are, are left anymore besides those two, Syria. All right, remember the you know the original, the original um, uh, George W.'s um, axis of evil, right? All right, he had seven nations in there, and and they just happened to be um, the seven nations that hadn't had chosen not to play um, in the Federal Reserve BIS playpen, and and so everybody else. All right. It has been drafted into this system. And if you have come here and you've got a certificate of nationalization or naturalization, um, then you have asked to be in this system. And, right. and so it is, my, it is my thought that then we deal with your naturalization certificate the same way that we deal with the certificate of live birth. But – caveat there okay i'm i'm helping a a number of people right now who are dealing with exactly that issue but i have not gone all the way through the process to be able to say to you yeah i I know exactly how to do it and this is it and boom 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 it's done and i don't know anybody else that has either so um my advice to you and others that are in that situation is if you want to be a trailblazer we'll absolutely help you um, it, it, otherwise, I would advise you to take a breath, stay in touch with what's going on, um, and, you know, as soon as I, I get confirmation on that from the things that I'm working on, then I will absolutely make that information available, and, you know, it's something that, that people in your position can work through. But um, nobody, like I said, nobody that I know at this point has... Um, has actually, you know, made that happen. So, um, you know, take that for what it's worth. It's it's because this is, you know, I mean, we're talking about bleeding edge here. This is this is stuff that people have been seeking out, you know, for so long. And right. I got into it, you know, I got into it just looking at it. But anyway, from a conceptual perspective, it absolutely makes sense that it would apply to somebody in your situation, but we want to make sure that we're doing it right. So there are some people that are out there that are saying, okay, I'm going to step out in front of this thing. I'm willing to, to, I'm willing to be a guinea pig and let us work through those things. And and then depending upon what we see, if we need to adjust, we'll adjust. Um, 
and okay. you know, we'll let you know. Okay. Now, now, do did I misunderstand? Do I need to get a UCC one process before I go for the passport? I I would recommend. It. All right, you need to you need to take control of that vessel that was established. Okay, so if you're looking at the vessel, all right, you look at that you look at that name that is on that naturalization certificate, just as it's on the certificate of live birth. All right. Yes. You need to you need to take control of that vessel, and until yes. you do, then then how can you go forward? Right, you know, and and so so you know, where where are you right now? What state? Uh, Iowa. All right, so so you're an Iowan, and and so you need to establish yourself as an Iowan, and that is a right. naturalized U.S. citizen. Okay, because right. there's nothing to right. say. It's not like it's not like okay, you came from you know this country. I'm sorry, you know, it was Native Americans here. And before that, it was Neanderthals or, or you know, whoever, right? And if you're right. going on to the, to the Western, you know, and Southern states, you know, then you had the Spaniards and you had the conquistadors and you had, and you, had you know, the Mexicans, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? And after that, everybody that came in was an immigrant. And, and they came, and a lot of those immigrants came to Iowa. And they right. came to Illinois and they came to Missouri, wherever, right? And... You don't hear anybody saying those aren't Americans. Okay, so here you are. You're an Iowan. You, okay. you, you know, my, my bad, <laughs> my bad. I thought when I naturalized as a, I thought when I went and naturalized as a, as a U.S. citizen that that was in my best interest. But, you know, lo and behold, I've done some research and I realized that I was, I, I was misled. And so, right. you know. So I defer, and 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 I need to correct the record with respect to that. It doesn't mean you, you need to leave, all right? It means right. that you need to be recognized as an Iowan, right? And so, can you can you help me with going through that UCC process before doing the passport? Well, I can, but like I said, you're talking about guinea pig stuff here, so I don't want you to have any illusions. Okay, I, I I'm you know there, you know. In, okay. in in a in an absolute you know in an absolute vanilla ice cream situation, all right, you have you have a high probability that you are going to be challenged by somebody who is going to try and make you feel um, like you're doing something wrong, okay? Right. Because right. because you're trying to get you're trying to get out of the box, right? And so, okay. you know, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to help you, but I need you to understand what that's all about. And, and, you know, like I said, a ton of this information is there for free. Um, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure Christopher has some, some fascinating information um, uh, with respect to um, this stuff for, uh, for people in your situation. And, and I can deal with I can deal with the trade and all that other stuff. So yeah, yeah, just you know, send me an email. So it, the the republic being reinvigorated is that going to make any difference in terms of what I need to do? Um. Well, I mean, what you're doing, <laughs> what you're doing, is by definition and design reinvigorating the republic. Yeah. 
you know, the Republic's an idea, right? Right. And and right. it and it takes just like just like just like this whole U.S. corporation requires requires you know human blood, sweat, and tears in order to exist. It's an illusion, okay? And and the same thing is true of the Republic. It was an idea in the minds of the framers that you know that they made real by their actions, right. all right, and by their right. energy. Well, same thing here. So yeah, it's there. It's there for you. Um, you've got to step forward and take advantage of it, right? You've got to step forward, and that's what we're talking about here is you going in and correcting the records. Because right now, the manifests of that vessel indicate that you're a U.S. citizen. And if, if you're not a U.S. citizen, then it's incumbent upon you to step forward and establish that. And, okay. and if you don't, then the, then the presumption is that you are. And so don't, you know, don't complain about it, Right. Okay. Well, I, yeah, so I, I, will probably, I, uh, I, I will probably breathe for a while. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That, that's, and there's no shame there, man. I mean, come on. We're right. talking about, yeah. we're talking about in, in, incredibly important things. So there are right. people that are stepping out there. There's nothing wrong with you stepping back. You know, your situation yeah. is different than anybody else, right? right. So, right. so no shame there, man. Don't even right. don't even stop and take a breath about that crap. Right. Okay. okay. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for taking my call. Yeah, good luck. Have a good night. Thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll be sending yeah. you an email. Bye-bye. Good. All right. Next up is Texas. Go ahead, Texas. Been unmuted. Hello, Texas. Going, going. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> All right, when you figure it out, put your hand back up. All right, next up is TalkShoe901. Go ahead, you've been unmuted. Um, yes, Mrs. Starks, I have a question. Hi. Did you ever sure. invite Anna Van Roots on your show as a guest? No, I haven't. I, um, I don't know, I figure she's out there enough. I haven't even tried, really. Why you want her to come on? No, I want to ask Mr. Star. I'm mean, excuse me, Mr. Locke. He's such an advocate of her. Do you know of any tangible results she's um, she's made as far as getting out of jail, returning any children to their parents? Oh, I, about that stuff, I don't know, but I've never checked, so it's not. I can check that. Okay, I want your email address again. May I have it? Sure. It's 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 all one word. It's debt lawyer. So the word debt, D-E-B-T, lawyer, L-A-W-Y-E-R, all one word, at gmail.com. Okay. And to send an email to get those documents, what you want to put in the um, subject line? Oh, just put, you know, heard you on Angela's call. Angela's calls. Okay. And yeah. right now, are you aware that Andy's everything not gets there? everything gets traced back to Angela? It's all her fault. <laughs> okay. And the last thing, are you aware that Andy's documents have they worked for foreclosures or children or any anyone getting out of jail? I don't know of anybody dealing with jail issues. I don't know of anybody dealing with children issues. I have heard. Um, I have heard of success uh, with respect to children issues. But um, again, that's not something that I have personal 
um, knowledge of, and and I I I I don't take you know second and third attributions um, and 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 project them as 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 being verified. I, I need to know it myself from somebody that I trust. So no, I don't. Um, with respect to foreclosures, excuse me. Yes, um, we have had we have had foreclosures stayed. We have had foreclosures dismissed. We have had um, we have had people that have had foreclosures dismissed and 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 um, gotting a um, gotten a check um, and and set off the the mortgage. So. We have had that. Now, you know, caveat to that is we have also had cases where um, people completely ignored it. And and so, you know, it seems to be one of those things where, you know, what state are you in um, and, you know, what day is this happening? And, 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 you know, so when I said this is bleeding edge, all right, you know, in my mind, all right, I've been around this stuff for a long time. I'm connected with a lot of really, really good, smart, moral, um, driven people who are, who are absolutely um, on a mission to try and either fix um, or overcome this system that's, that's creating these things. If there's somebody that says to you that they absolutely have a dead sure process guaranteed to deal with those issues, then I'd love to talk to them. But in my mind, like I said, I mean, I've, 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 I have, you know, as an attorney stepped up, had foreclosures dismissed, no problem. I've delayed foreclosures for seven, 10 years, no problem. Um, I've, I've, I've beaten summary judgment on foreclosures. And and they came after me because of that. Um, but I can never tell you, I can absolutely get your foreclosure dismissed because every case is different, every judge is different, every factual situation is different, and every time that we who are trying to do this get into a situation where we're getting positive results that we should get every single time, all right, they move the target. And when I say that, this is what I'm saying, okay, I was I – was, I was, I went to law school and then I went and became a state's attorney. I was, I was trained as a trial lawyer, as a litigator. I was trained immersed in the rules of criminal and civil procedure and in the rules of evidence. I know how to get evidence into a case. I know how to, how to, you know, how to go forward and litigate a case and, and, all I can tell you is that you get to a certain point, especially when you start having success against that, and those rules get bent or applied or, or under-applied um, or over-applied, as the case may be, in different, in different circumstances, all right? Because at the end of the day, with, with the amount of fraudulent and forged documents that I confronted in, in um, foreclosure cases, I should have won every single foreclosure case without a question. The only one that I would say no was if it was a small bank where they'd never securitized the thing, 
and it actually was sitting in their vault. Um, I still have questions about that because they're still dealing in a fiat in a fiat um, banking system. But you know that one makes you kind of raise your eyebrow, and you're going to have to treat that a little bit differently. But other than that, no, not a question. Uh, not a question. I should never have lost the case ever, and I did. So, you know, you're walking down this path. You better be walking with your eyes open, all right? This isn't, you know, it's not like there are going to be black helicopters outside, you know, your, your, you know, your window because, you know what, they don't have that many black helicopters. And they're looking for a whole lot more, you know, disruptive people than we are. But, you know, understand that the system is populated by extremely, um, conditioned individuals. And so the judge that's sitting on the bench is looking at your case and he's saying, okay, I understand that you've got objections here and I understand that you've got questions here, but in the back of his mind, he's saying, I've got a mortgage and I've got to pay my mortgage every month and I can't get out of my mortgage. If I let you do this, then I'm letting you get out of your mortgage and I can't get out of mine and, and that can't be right. So the bank would ha suffer severe penalties for lying to me. So I'm going to trust them that they're telling the truth. And, and then since I'm just a glorified um, precinct captain, right? Cause that's all these judges at these lower levels are is glorified precinct captains so at the end of the day. And I don't say that pejoratively. Okay. Uh, but the reality of the situation is in Cook County, a judge wants to be a judge. You go to the democratic, the, the, the Cook County democratic committee and you pay them ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars, whatever the going rate is, to get on the ballot. All right, and you line up your endorsements and all this other stuff, and then you get on the ballot. Maybe you pay some more to move higher up the ballot. And your job is to go out and host coffees and cocktail receptions and you know public halls or whatever, go door to door, and generate as much interest in your campaign and Democrats generally as you can, and this works for Republicans too. I'm just, you know, here in Crook County, it, it, it's, you know, the Democrats have been in control forever. So this is the, this is the determining model. And, and drive people to the polls to vote for you and encourage them when you're voting, they're voting for you to also vote for the other Democrats on the ballot because we're all your friends. You're a precinct captain. That's what a precinct captain does. These people aren't, their job is not to go out and disrupt the, the, the largest and most complex financial system on the planet, all right? Their job is not to question the, 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 the secondary mortgage market, the securitization model, all right? Their job is to sit there and get these things through. They're bureaucrats. Get these things through the system as efficiently as possible while paying as much lip service to the code of civil procedure and your rights to due process as you're able to command from them. Does that make sense? To me. Well, you gave me a little more than I was um, trying to get. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't need all of that. But anyway, you've answered um, the fact that you're not aware of Mrs. Bonridge doing anything tangible to give anyone relief you basically said that these documents is really trial and error. You're practicing law. When you start filling these documents out, you may get relief, you may not get relief. 
I think that's the bottom line is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm saying that there is only one way in the world. This is established definitively. There's only one way in the world for you to change the presumption of you being a U.S. citizen to not being a U.S. citizen, and that is to follow this process. And then after that, you will have to take additional steps depending upon the things that you're dealing with. Now, I know that Anna has stated to me that she has had success with respect to criminal matters. With respect to children, I'm just not sure. I know people, I know people that we've worked with have had, um, have had incredible success with, you know, in our, here it's DCS, CPS, you know, whatever, whatever those organizations are that kidnap children from their families. Um, have had incredible success with those, not necessarily dealing with the citizenship issues, although some of them I know that they are. Um, in all of them, the process is always um, identity management. Okay. All right. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. Next up is Southern California. Yeah. Go ahead. You've been unmuted. Hello. Yes. Unmuted. Okay. Is that you, Dallas? No. Donaldson. But, oh. Uh, no. You're done. Next up is Illinois. Go ahead, Illinois. You've been unmuted. Someone in your neck of the woods, huh? Right. Go ahead, Illinois. Maybe you have your uh, mute button on your phone. Illinois, well, I don't know what's going on. Right. See there, and then mute, unmute. You've been unmuted. <laughs> there you are, you muted me. Oh, was that you? It just oh. said you are muted, you are unmuted. <laughs> did you put your hand up? You pressed no. star eight. Well, your hand was up. Oh, I did that when you got <laughs> off the phone. I did oh. that when you got off the phone. Oh, can oh, I ask okay. a question of myself? Uh, <laughs> sure, go ahead. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Okay, let's see. Next up is uh, Mid-Southeast Texas. You've been unmuted. Hello, Texas here. Hello. Great. Great to hear you. Well, can you hear me now? Yep. Did you have a okay. question? Actually, we wanted him to go back down that rabbit hole. He started down earlier, and it's been about an hour since he, he quit. Which rabbit he, hole? Uh, he, he was talking about the the part where they all want us to really work hard for it, okay? shouldn't be that hard, okay? And we know that's what they want, but go there again, guy. We want to hear it. I'm, I'm, we've, heard okay. it we've, heard it, we've heard it before. Some others that are listening now, they've not heard it, okay? Give me a little bit more. Give me a little bit more meat to, <laughs> well, to chew on. What? Wh where do you want me to go? I mean, you know, the 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 idea is that, you know, we started doing this. Um, oh my God! I mean, Angela, yeah, think about yeah. you know, think about <laughs> the things that Sam and and others you know dealt with, you know, you know, reams of paper being recorded and, you know, and filed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and the effort has always been to boil it down to a very, very simple, 
easy to follow process. Now, I believe that at this point in time, I think the high end of the number of pages that you're looking at is like 40 pages maximum. And, and each one is dealing, is addressing with a different um, particular situation related to the identity that was presumed upon you about a week after your birth. And the implications of that are significant, and, and they're not necessarily negative, okay? Um, I, think that, I think that at the end of the day, you know, we have, been, we have been subsumed by this system, but they couldn't do it since they took the substance away, all right? You know, was it March 4th, March 4th, March 9th, 1933? When they took the substance away, that particularly was kind of the last, that was the last straw. I mean, it all started March 27th, 1861, when Congress adjourned sine die. At that point in time, the republic ceased to exist. Now, Lincoln went and established the, um, established the United States of America, Inc., and established, you know, in 1871, then they came out with the, um, uh, you know, the D.C. Municipal Corporation, and, and then, you know, forced at gunpoint legislators from the 11 seceded states um, back into the Congress and forced them at gunpoint to act on things like the 13th, the, the second 13th and 14th Amendment. Um, understanding that the 14th Amendment, people talk about the whole 14th Amendment wasn't ratified. Um, you missed the point. All right. The 14th Amendment not only wasn't ratified, it was never properly presented to the states. So therefore, it's not an amendment, period. You know, I don't care how many states ended up, you know, supposedly, quote unquote, adopting it, um, ratifying it. it. It was never properly presented in the first place. So they had nothing to they had nothing to ratify. And I digress. So you haven't had a republic since that time. And everything up until everything after that point in time is a corporate government, and and so then you had 1933 where they stole all the gold that took away the last lifeblood of the republic. If there was anything more of it left, then um, Nixon took care of that in 1971 when he stopped the dollar um, being traded internationally and um, U.S. debts being being settled. Um, in gold and silver. So after that point in time, we're all dealing on smoke and mirrors, all right? 1933, uh, you know, FDR got all the governors to pledge all of the, um, all of the people, places, and things in their states, which were now corporate, essentially, franchises of the D.C. Corporation, um, for as tender in the payment of and guarantee of the national debt. That's why in the 14th Amendment, you cannot question the national debt, all right? Now, all the things that we're talking about here are, are corporate secrets, okay? These are, these are things that are out there, and they're known, all right, and they're published, and you'll find them in congressional record, and you'll find, I mean, some of the most fascinating, some of the most fascinating discussions I've ever read in my entire life are, are, our congressional record excerpts dealing with things like 
the ratification of the 14th Amendment, and you see what happened in states like Louisiana, you know, Alabama, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It, it's just, it's absolutely fascinating the machinations that they went through in order to build this facade that we're operating under. So at the end of the day, pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. What we're talking about here is this system that was set up to enslave us psychologically, all right, through propaganda, conditioning, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's all, it's all at the end of the day, it's all becoming incredibly simple. And, 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 and I say that, and maybe I don't want to be too simplistic. I don't want to lead people to believe that, okay, you know, I just walked off the street and somebody told me to get on this call and I've never heard these issues before. And so, you know, give me what I need to do to do this. No, I mean, you need to, you need to, you need to build a foundation. All right. And, but, but the good news is the really good news is you don't have to research and dig into the archives, um, go to library of Congress like, like I have and, and do 20 years of research to get the information that you require to be able to understand what you need to do and why you need to do it, to understand where you are really and who you are and, and, and why. And if you choose to not be there and be that person anymore, then how to do that? That information is available. No. Does that mean that there's a 100% chance that everybody that's listening to this call and that will download the recording afterwards is going to be successful in what we're doing? No. All right? No. And here's why. Because depending upon where you are, I'm in, I'm in Cook County. We call it Crook County for a reason. I'm in the most corrupt state corporation in the country. And I live in the most corrupt corporate county in that state, all right? So what happened when people were starting to file things, make miscellaneous filings on the land records in Illinois? In 2015, they went and they changed the Recorders Act. So now they eliminated miscellaneous filings. They eliminated the ability to file UCCs at the county recorder's office. They eliminated all kinds of stuff. And if you file anything that is you know, away from a standard vanilla toast um, uh, mortgage, lease pendants, et cetera, et cetera, you know, quick claim deed, all right, it automatically gets kicked for legal review, which is code for that thing's going in and the only way it's coming out is rejected for filing or recording, okay? That's what they do here. And they'll do it in other places. So this isn't just I'm going to give you the simplest and easiest way to understand this information or tell you where you can go to the, get the information to do it and, and understand that even giving you that, they move, may move the target. So just like that, you know, that classic business book, who, you know, who moved my cheese, right? All of a sudden it's working, it's working, it's working, it's working. Damn, it's not working anymore. Well, okay, well, what's going on? What did you hear? What did they, you know, what did they put in writing? And everything's got to be in writing, all right? If you're going to deal with these people, everything that you're doing is in writing. It's sent by registered mail for a reason, all right? And it's notarized for a reason. 
if it's required for notary presentment, it's for a reason, so that you have a witness that says, I put these documents into this thing. It was this and this and this and this, and I sent it to them by registered mail, and they received it on this date, and they were given this many days to reply to it, and they did not, and they did not object to it. Therefore, for all intents and purposes, it's the law of the land. I mean, you know, it's a whole lot simpler than it was 20 years ago, but, you know, there's still a knowledge base that needs to be built and that foundation is critical. And if you take, if you take these issues seriously, then you'll build that foundation. And you may feel breathless about different situations that you're dealing with right now. Take a breath, take a breath, get together with like-minded people, um, get together with people that speak truth. All right. I'm not going to tell you I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, and I, I, I hate to swear, Angela, but I'm not going to bullshit people, all right? You know, this is the reality. I have been incredibly successful doing it. They sought to ruin me for my success. And I, and I, and I, I eliminated my contractual relationship with that corporate court entity. Um, and I found a sense of peace after that. Um, I found significant successes and seen incredible results from doing those kinds of things. And I've helped a lot of people doing it. But like I said, you've always got to be nimble. Um, you've always got to be prepared for them to throw a curveball at you. When I was a consultant, I consulted for companies like AT&T, MCI, WorldCom, Sprint. Um, I was you know, hired as an expert witness in the telecommunications um, business after the passage of the Telecom Act of 1996. And, and a wise telecom consultant said to me once, everybody's out there and they're trotting you out as an expert. Just understand that while you've got your head down and buried in your research and your data and everything else and your spreadsheets, dealing with a particular issue for a particular case, the world's spinning above your head. And the things that you know before you go down into that, into that research project, all right, that's all going to be changed when you come back up, all right? So anybody says that they're an expert, all right, run away because this world moves too fast. And particularly about this, you're talking about, you're talking about extricating yourself from the most complex and pervasive psychological slavery apparatus that has ever been constructed in the history of civilization. All right. So um, you need to build a foundation. I've, I've, I've given you on this call what I think are the essential components to that. There are other things. And, and I'm happy to give you a ton of information absolutely freely. And I'll share whatever other resources that are out there. But you know, don't fool yourself into thinking this is an instant gratification, okay? It will be, I think, soon enough because this, this system is collapsing. But, you know, it hasn't collapsed yet. So in the meantime, don't, don't you know, don't fool yourself. Okay. Let's see here. Next up is um, North Central Texas. Go ahead. You've been unmuted. Hi, Bob. Hello, Angela. Hi. Hi. Well, Bob, I really appreciate the information you're bringing to us tonight to educate us. 
on how to be a freer man or woman on the land. And it sounds like you've gotten really close or perhaps already achieved the step-by-step process of becoming a or changing your status. And I've uh, emailed you before, last time you were on, but I've not uh, heard a reply. Hmm. And I think your email is debtlawyer at gmail.com. Is that correct? Yeah, then email me again. Okay. I just did a okay, few minutes good. ago. And I'm very interested in going through that step-by-step process that you've spoken about and well, and understand that there's nothing there's nothing that I'm talking about. All right, there's nothing that I'm going to give to you that I haven't done myself first. All right, um, and and you know, at the end of the day, once you once you correct your status, all right, once you once you once you figured out how to manage that identity, your identity. Um, you know, there still there still will be issues of potentially will be issues of enforcement. You, you know, at the end of the day, you're dealing with systems that were set up where people were so dumbed down and conditioned. So the person that you approach at the desk in a court clerk's office or a county recorder's office um, or at the state secretary of state's office. You know, those people are given a sliver of information and they're put into a silo and they're not talking with the other silos that have the other slivers of information and they're conditioned the same way that the general population is, just like the judges are that are sitting on the bench. And so um, what, what I have always sought to do is to put together information in such a way that it looks exactly like what these people deal with on a regular basis so they don't question it out of hand as opposed to people coming in and wanting to, you know, bellow at the top of their lungs that they're in charge and they taking control of this court or they're taking control of this room. No, 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 you're not, you know, because they're looking at you as a U.S. citizen. So I want to do this. You know, the goal has been to do as much of this administratively as is possible and then to provide the resources for those non-administrative components so that people can step up and just in a very civil and and low-key tone say, you know, I'm just here, you know, I'm just here to make sure that the record is correct as, as to, as to you know, my status as to this particular matter, whatever, right? That's the goal. Um, and, you know, we've had success with that. We've also had people that have been challenged. And, and so, you know, like I say, don't um, don't don't just think that this is a very easy path. We're making it easier than it's ever been, and we're making it the majority of it really, you know, um, uh, accessible to people without having to spend through the nose for things that don't work. I mean, I know people that are out there; they're charging thirty-five hundred dollars for a three-day weekend seminar and loading you up with a bunch of stuff. And at the end of the day, you went in with a specific problem that you wanted to address, and you've got nothing that has helped you address that. Um, our, you know, our hope is to give as much of this stuff away for free as is possible, and then we're there to consult as is necessary. So you know, people wrap their heads around the concepts, 
a lot of people who have done research on this stuff, they're going to be able to just take it and plug and play. Maybe they've got a couple questions. And, and then some people are going to need to be, have their hand held. And, and there are people that can help them to do that. Well, that's great, and that's a very good point. Uh, could you also repeat the last name of Christopher, the man that um, helps with the citizenship? I mean, that's his Grant, or Yeah, uh, with the passport, Gronsky, G-R-O-N-S-K-I. You write that down. Your... Great guy. Very, oh. very smart guy. He, he, and he... He teaches. He he's a he's a he's a very 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 good teacher. I, I highly recommend him. He's you know I don't care how long you've been I don't care how long you've been researching this stuff. Um, it's like it's like Angela when I ran across Anna von Reitz's book, right? I, I mean I had years and years. I had you know a decade plus 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 in researching this stuff, and I found stuff in that book that I never had a clue. And it just filled in gaps. It filled in gaps that, you know, that all of a sudden, you know, it wasn't just lights went on, spotlights went on. I was like, now that makes sense. And then I, you know, piece other things together with it, et cetera, et cetera. Same thing there. Chris is an incredible teacher. If you want to understand citizenship issues. Oh, Chris is, yeah, Chris has got, Chris has got videos on YouTube. Watch those first. Watch this. I forgot about that, Angela. Thank you so much for, for, for doing it. And again, I have no you know, financial relationship with Christopher or anything like that. I had a really, really good, long conversation with him. I went through all his information. We corresponded on email a number of times. Um, I am going to take his citizenship class um, because I have had a number, I haven't had the time, and I've had a number of people that I recommended it to that I, I, I really respect highly um, as, as understanding these issues. And they've gone on it, and they're like, man, you know, yeah, I, I know what I'm talking about, but I found out things that, you know, I didn't know before. And, and, it, and it helped to fill some gaps. And, 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 and those are the kind of things that help you to walk forward more confidently. All of a sudden, you know, instead of somebody looking at you, right, like you've got an eye in the middle of your forehead, you know, you're looking at them and going, you know, are you really that freaking stupid? You know, and, and you're not going to say that, obviously. You're just going to look at them and very, you know, calmly and eloquently say, you know, things like, are you practicing law without a license? Because that's what it looks like. And if you are, I, I think I'm required by law to report you. Um, you know, all I'm looking to do is this. And, and so that's valuable. So, I, again, I, I recommend them. Good point. Uh, that was, you can reach him, Christopher Gronsky, uh, that would be .com if you're trying to find him, besides YouTube? No. No, look it up on YouTube and all the information for contact and stuff is there. Okay. All right. Well, very good. Well, uh, Bob, I really do appreciate you explaining to us what's been done to us. It makes it a whole lot simpler to understand what you've been teaching us here, so really grateful for that. And that's uh, my it. pleasure. We're, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Have a great night. Yes, thank you. You know what? His, um, it's his YouTube channel. It's called American Citizenship. So you could probably just maybe contact him through his uh, YouTube channel. But anyway. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I apologize. I'm 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 sitting in front of my dinner plate, so I'm not in front of my computer oh, that's right now. Okay. Oh, Even though I usually have it in my lap. <laughs> We're happy you're here and 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 putting up with us through your dinner. There's six <laughs> okay. people here on waiting to talk to you. So, or five now. Let's see here. Okay, let's let's move ahead then. I guess that's it for you, North Central Texas. Yes, thank you both so much. Thank you. Okay. Good. Pleasure. Thank you. Okay, next up is Southern California. Uh, uh, it's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, that was just too much noise. Go ahead, Mike. You're in Mike. California. You've been Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hi. I have a I have a I have a question. Uh it might have happened you might it might have touched on it since I was gone for a while, but I was just wondering, uh you guys are you were I know you mentioned earlier about correcting the records and stuff. Uh I my question is actually more for Angela. Why don't you let if uh Face One is back on, why don't you let him on so he can uh, explain uh, about he how he corrects those records? And then maybe he can he's get on. to what uh, he was trying to get to. Unless he's uh, gone. Well, you know, I'll let him have a he can have a whole show to himself. I don't like calling it a show. It's a, it's a conference call. Yeah, you're right. He can you're come right. on and do the whole thing on his, you know, and share with us. Right now, this is Bob Locke's call. Not, you know. Bob Locke. So, Hello, Bob, Bob Locke. How are you doing? Bob Locke. I'm good. How are you? To, be, you know, to, right. be, uh, to not be rude or anything like that, you know. Uh, yeah. it's, we're going to, you know, we'll let Texas or okay. um, Face One talk later. He can All have right. a, a whole call to himself. <laughs> right, well, it didn't then. sound like that was he, what what he was interested in, which is you know, That's fine. which is interesting okay. by itself. Yeah. Okay, Angela, I'll yield back. Uh, Are you going to have a call a, after? Yeah, one four two zero. Uh, the the one four two three zero six after yours, or or twelve Eastern, otherwise. Okay. Be right after Anybody yours. wants okay, to thanks. go on after our call is over, you can go over to Money Mike's call one zero four. What did you say it was? Yeah, I had that trouble too. Uh, one four two three zero six. One four two three zero six. There, I just put it chat. Thank you. All righty. All right. Okay, oh, and Angela, yep. I oh, yes. um, I had a brief question for you, and I apologize if it's cutting people off on their time. But I was kind of worried about this. I know you're like you're like serious about like uh, like not like having to use your name or like for anything. Or but um, what I did was uh, a couple of my calls. I had I named them Angela after call. I didn't name them like Angela's because it would be misleading. But uh, I I was kind of thinking that I should just. Ask for your permission anyway, because just oh, to be on no, the safe side. Oh, no, I don't side. mind. No, listen, this is public record. It's out there, so you're welcome to. People do okay. it all the time. All right. As long as you're not calling me names or four-letter words, I don't have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. I'll see you guys later. You know, everybody's invited. Yeah. Great, you. great. Have a good night. Good. Have a good call. Okay. All right. Next up is Set Me Free Too. You've been unmuted. Set Me Free there Too. There we go. Hi, everybody. Hey, hey. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Angela. Thanks, Bob, Hi. for coming back on. Uh, sure. 
can you come next week too and the following and the following? <laughs> you know what? Angela Angela's got a very busy schedule. I'm ha- I'm just happy to be here now. I know, that's so true. We all do. However invite um, him over for dinner. I know. <laughs> come on down. Um, Bob, I've, I've uh, contacted you from the last call, and, and you were gracious enough to throw out some information, and I've um, plundered through that. Uh, I, too, am in a gross, corrupt Dallas, Texas state. Um, oh, awful. yeah, yeah, Absolutely. sure, sure. Our are in Dallas proper. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, our our governor uh, was our former AG. Both of them corrupt as hell. And in 2011, as a matter of fact, Mr. Fox, Robert Fox, rest in peace, um, was uh, building a case because he he beat our governor and corrupt governor that he was went in and, like you said, uh, put out a 71-page document, of which I have, that um, cut out the frivolous filing, and that's exactly what all the court records follow suit. And then they had their little private group get together when they sued the banks and then kept the money. We didn't see a penny of that, did we? No, of course not. <laughs> well, I mean, did. I mean, okay, does anybody ever see what happens to the money anywhere, okay, whether it's exactly. the CFPB, whether it's the DOJ, all right, they, Oh, they sued the banks, and they and they they find them billions of dollars. Okay, well, what do they do with right. billions of dollars? You know, nothing. Yeah, billions of dollars scamming scamming people on mortgages, right? They stole billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars from people through these yeah. mortgage schemes, and the, they pay billions of dollars in fines to the Department of Justice. And where did it go? Mm-hmm. In their pocket, right? Yeah. Didn't go here. Yeah. Keating says a nice comment. Uh, Asked for the Chris report. Um, my question, um, I'm not sure I have one. I think there's some people probably with their hands up after me, so I'm going to try to make it quick. Our passport document, as of course, it's on six pages, front and back, and um, I'm not gone through it entirely. However... How do you acquire the EIN of the court, or I'm sorry, the bid bond, the um, on a foreclosure, you still have a bid bond? Do you well, know? Well, they'll deny it. They'll deny yes. it. Okay? okay. And so one of the things that one of the things that we're dealing with through that Covington process that Anna developed yes. with the administration is um, is You know, you're going to the CID and you're saying, okay, here's the deal. All right. I thought that this, I thought that this quote unquote mortgage loan transaction was vanilla toast mortgage loan. They put up, you know, some of their assets, all right, and put them at risk in order to assist me. And and I put up, you know, a down payment of 10%, 20%, whatever, right? And um, and that, that was the nature of the transaction, when in fact I now have reason to believe that there were a whole lot of other moving parts there. And so I'm going to do a 1099A with respect to that 
note, and okay. I'm going to do a 1099A with respect to that foreclosure case. Now, mm-hmm. is there a bid bond associated with that case? Well, if you're talking, you know, you're listening to uh, Gene Keating and you're listening to particularly Gene Keating and, and, and people that have, have come um, Far, and far. even Roger Roger Elvick, um, mm-hmm. you know, bid bond performance bond, um, you know, all, all those bonds. Um, I understand. I understand the logic. I understand the theory. I embrace it. Um, but I have never been able to personally verify it. When I did it here in Crook County the court clerk came back and said, if you want to liquidate a bond associated with this particular foreclosure case, then you're going to have to file the appropriate motion to liquidate the bond. Mm -hmm. Um, But we don't know what you're talking about in terms of bid bonds. So I don't even talk in terms of bid bonds anymore. I'm just talking any and all bonds associated with this particular with this particular case, with this, with respect to this particular transaction, um, because again, you know what, they're they're, you know, they're using semantic deceit mm-hmm. to move the target a little bit, right? Yeah, I sent that in two weeks ago. I'm holding my breath. Um, I call him Munchkin, uh, Mnuchin. I, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't put a lot into that. Wizard of Oz, right? You know, so um, I, I, I have two other issues, if you don't mind, Angelo. Sure. How many we got behind us? No problem. Well, it's, I mean, we're okay. okay. We, you know, we have three more. Hey, my, but my, go wife ahead. Is, my wife is traveling. My wife uh-huh. is traveling. It's me. It's me and the oh. dogs and my dinner. So oh, okay. You know. I'm sorry to interrupt it, but okay. That's okay. Um, but, you know, back to me. No. Um, I have a friend who has lost her property um, and was evicted. It was the whole nine yards. Awful, awful. Tied up with Taylor Bean and Whitaker, who are still mm. in bankruptcy. Um, and I got a question about um, now that she's out, she wants to go back in. Uh, is there anything she can do that can just, it's, it's now, it was quick claim deed to uh, sub uh, Carrington from BOA Crooks. And yeah, everything from, yeah, everything from, yeah. from Taylor Bean and Whitaker went to Carrington, yeah. Oh, she's um, in a county where the sheriff committed suicide as the feds came in to investigate. I mean, it's major dirty. Well, bull. well, just like, just like anything else, and you don't know necessarily that you're going to get immediate relief. But the most important thing in my mind is do, okay, when you're sitting there and you're thinking that there's nothing that you can do, all right, there's always something that you can do. And that something is that you can put on the record, all right, and correct the record with respect to who you are, who you are not, what your relationship is to that quote-unquote financial institution what your relationship is to that quote-unquote corporate government entity, the corporate government court, et cetera, and, and correct the record with respect to the characteristics of that particular transaction. Now, is that going to guarantee that people are just going to walk away? No. I mean, these are pirates. Mm-hmm. But we've seen places where it's happened, so I know it works. 
all right? Mm-hmm. And I know, it's, I, I know it's real, and I know that you can't get in trouble for it. These aren't frivolous filings. You know, this isn't paper terrorism. I'm going to correct the records. Is anybody else here, is there anybody else here that has a superior claim to me? If they do, then please come forward. If not, correct the record. And, you know, at some point in time, uh, you know, I, I know that we are going to find remedy if that doesn't give you remedy right off the bat. But if you don't correct your status and you don't correct the record with respect to these particular transactions, then you're going nowhere. Then just mm-hmm. lay there and, you know, I mean, it's basically, okay, sit down, shut up, and, and take it while I beat you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, okay. like, it's like George Bernard Shaw said, you know, back in, I don't know, what, 1935. You know, yeah, it's going to be a wonderful world right? It's going to be the new world order. You know, just imagine a, an, a, an army boot stepping on a human face forever. You know, right. You're, you're going to take whatever we give you. I say question authority. Question always who's before you. Always question their standing. You can, you know, Dan Benham says this. Robert Fox has said this. Keatings has said this. Jurisdiction, we know this now. There was no freaking loan. And, you know, uh, stand on that because all these other things have been dizzying. I have three cases of paperwork of chasing the evidence. Judges don't care. They don't care. No. They know. No. Well, understand. Understand that, okay, you're walking in there as a U.S. citizen, all right? You are, you are deemed to be either an employee, a franchisee, you know, whatever, of that corporate government court. And, and the corporate governances that are above it, okay? And not only that, you are an enemy of the state, mm-hmm. okay? That act of 1917. There's an act, that's right. All right? You are an enemy of the state. You are talking about corporate secrets, state mm-hmm. secrets, all right? So here you are, and that's, so that's, the, that's the lens that you find yourself in. Understand that. So... I'm not coming in, and I'm not, I'm not here as a belligerent. All right? mm-hmm. I'm coming in to correct the record. You know, my, you're, you're presuming that this is my position vis-a-vis you know, this entity, that entity, whatever. And I'm just here to correct the record that that is not, in fact, the case. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like I said, you know, we've worked really, really hard just to, and it's not me. I mean, there are so many people behind this stuff. I just No, Anna has been at it for so long. I've been following yeah. her since the beginning, thanks to Angela. Uh, she doesn't yeah. remember probably, but I sent her an email right off the bat, and this has been two years of day and night. I've, I've quit drinking, <laughs> and I, I drink coffee. And, uh, you know, I just do this. But I, I've learned so much, and people want a quick fix, and there is no quick there is no A, B, C. You have to follow your path. You have to correct your status. Uh, you have to notify those people by which they're coming after you first and foremost. But, you know, go to the top. Go to the top. No, I agree. I agree. But um, I really feel strongly about the things that we've been able to put together. Um, it's simplifying the process as far as, far as correcting the record. Mm-hmm. regarding your status, and with respect to things like foreclosure issues and things like this, even after the fact, okay, you still need to, even if it's, you know, I, I mean, let's say devil's advocate, okay, 
you're not going to get anything out of this other than um, other than the satisfaction of having put on the public record what the truth is, all right, and that you have an interest, all right, doing a notice of interest and a statement of interest and, and, and an affidavit of a security interest, because understand, yes. all right, understand the nature of the transaction that you're dealing with, all right? All, ownership of all property lies in the state. We know that, right? Yes. Right? I mean, it's in the congressional record. It's in the law. That's right. Um, so so and when, you, when you signed a mortgage and you signed that note, all right, and the bank never signed, nobody else countersigned on that thing. It was just you, all right? You, your energy gave life to that document. You, your credit, your energy gave life to that transaction, all right? And all it was was digits on a computer, all right? At the end of the day, that is a fact. Now, you're sitting there and you are the tenant. You look at the, look at the mortgage. You're a tenant. That brings me to land patents. We're doing a, a I know, I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to get a fee simple, but we are reconveying it. What do you think about that? And, what do you know about it? Well, you're correcting the record. You're yep. correcting the record. If you can get that information and you can get it recorded, yes. Because at the end, but, but at a minimum, at a minimum, if you're sitting in a foreclosure, all right, you need to look at this, okay? You put down a down payment. Maybe it was 3%, maybe it was 5%, maybe it was 10%, maybe it was 20%. Whatever, yeah. right? Um, I know people that have put 200 grand, you know? Um, right. All right? You're the tenant. You hired a landscaper. Um, you, you know, maybe you put in a, a, you know, a watering system, you hired painters, you patched drywall, you did whatever you did it yourself. You hired somebody to do it, right? You paid, you paid, you paid mortgage payments, you paid taxes, you paid insurance, you paid water, you paid power, you paid gas. All right. All those things you paid as a tenant. All right. On this property. Maybe you bought some new appliances, whatever, all those things, all right? That was Get not my records. understanding. <laughs> Get the records for all of those things. You are the tenant, all right? So if I owe this to you and I am the tenant, well, the tenant puts money into maintaining and upgrading and upkeep of the property, all right? You're entitled to reimbursement for those funds, Yes. So you need, you need to put together an affidavit of security interest and attach a spreadsheet that lists exactly what those things are. Yes. And that's, your, that's your, essentially your counterclaim against, against a foreclosure. So they're saying, okay, you owe me you know, $500,000. Well, you know, I'm looking at this, and I've been here for 10 years, and I put this in there, and you, you owe me $600,000. Mm-hmm. And they got it notarized, and you got it recorded. All right. So, okay. So, God bless you. Here's the house. Where's my six hundred grand? I'm going to make There's a simple this. third question here. Okay, you got to address the clerk's pushback. I mean, <laughs> I've had stuff mailed back to me. By what statute do we have to file this? I mean, they're they're just flat out refusing. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the deal. Okay, 
what I have been like anally focused on uh, forever is particularly as I started to walk down this path is deal with them from this perspective. They're used to seeing, you know, vanilla milk toast documents, stacks and stacks and stacks of documents. All right. So whatever document you present to them needs to be, needs to be in form and format and, and even content to a particular extent as close to those documents that they see on a daily basis as possible so as not to shock their system. Because mm-hmm. like I said, these people are not, these people do not understand what you understand. And they're, and they're, they're by design educated to not understand that. And like I said, you look at someplace like Illinois, okay, they changed the recorders act. <laughs> to keep people from recording things. I mean, they changed the law. You know, men and other animals. There Did they are. There they go. Yep. You know, and, and so, so you know, if if you're getting feedback like that, the first thing I would do is make sure that everything is as close to inform and format to what they see on a daily basis as you can possibly make it. Because the first thing that they, when they see something different and they see anything in there that's out of the ordinary, then are you a sovereign citizen? Well, no. I mean, does anybody ever say that they're a sovereign citizen? And if they are, you know, aren't they just completely, you know, taken and put into like a mental institution? Because that's the most asinine status that anybody could ever choose in the world. So make it look as much as you can like what they expect to see. Now, you know, if you're sitting there and, and you're saying, you know, uh, you know, HJR 192 and da 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 da, you're, you're all right. You're absolutely right. You're not going to get what you want, but you're right. So do you want to be right or you want to be effective? And that's what I, you know, this comes from years and years and years of litigating against utilities first and then banks. When I started to realize that the system wasn't working the way that it was supposed to work and that, you know, Oh gee, I don't have as much power as you know, <laughs> Deutsche Bank or U.S. Bank, and I don't have the kind of legal, you know, muscle that they have. Go figure. Um, you know, so you start to say, okay, I understand. You know, so it's like it's like you know that guy was on the phone before. You know, I understand. You're right. You're right. And now the question is, all right, do you want to be right or do you want to be effective? And I want to be effective. Mm-hmm. And and so does that mean that I've got to go to battle every time that I go down to the damn clerk's office to record something? No. You know what? And and I had this discussion with Anna. I had this discussion with Anna last week and because Crook County is ridiculous in terms of recording things. And so I, I'm sitting there and I'm going, okay, well, what am I going to do? There's some things that I absolutely want to get recorded. And she said, you know what? They're operating in the international land jurisdiction. They have chosen. This is their system. It's not our system. It's their system. They've chosen. You can record that on any – you find a county that will record that, and that is notice, notice to agent is notice to principal. They can't block you like that, okay, and, and make sure that you put that, you know, notice to agent is notice to principal at some point inconspicuously on everything or conspicuously on everything that you do. 
and find a, you know, so if you're not, if you're, you know, you don't, if they can't do it in Tarrant County, then you know what, go to Gregg County. Where? You know, Gregg County. Go to, um, oh, you it mean, starts with an L. Oh. Go to another, uh, go, to, go to another county recorder. Okay. Go to another county recorder and record it. And then, and then, and then if you need to, you know, if you, and then, you, you know, and then file that, get a, get a, get a, a um, uh, get a certified copy of that and file it into a court case, whatever it is, collection case, you know, anything, divorce case, you know, uh, foreclosure case, et cetera. Perfect. And then they say, well, this was not filed in the Dallas County. Oh, they won't even say that because they're, they're going to they're gonna want to run away from that completely. They're going to want to ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm hoping uh, Munchkin will get on it and uh, 1040V my, the whole damn thing. They did re, 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 uh, discharge and remove it from my credit report. Now, to me, that says they're running anyway. I've got these attorneys, these attorney mills, it's the uh, Texas Banking Association who formed the forum of the, all these little substitute trustees, <clears throat> and they just pick these cases up. They might get a, a secure a, a service agreement with the Aquin or not, and they go into court and pretend they're representing all these other entities. It's yeah. It's, yeah, uh, you know what I mean, and that's and that's true everywhere. Okay, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. whether you're in Dallas County or or anywhere. Okay, um, Dallas County, Tarrant County doesn't matter. Um, uh, you know, like I said, uh, you know, you find some place, find some place where the people find find some place where you're dealing with human beings. Go to some place like drive to Longview. Go to Gregg County. Um, okay. You know, it's it's the kind of a thing where um, uh, they're going to do this until they can't do it anymore. So first, they, you know, so it's, it's like the whole, you know, Schopenhauer. Um, it's the whole Schopenhauer progression, right? You know, you come forward and you start speaking the truth. And first, you know, first they ridicule you and then they violently oppose you. And then they, then, then they look at it like it's self-evident, right? Um, and, and that's kind of where we are right now. Mm-hmm. They're violently opposing what it is that we're doing because, we found holes in their system mm-hmm. and they don't know how to plug them. Um, so, you know, they're trying to characterize us as things that we're not. They're trying to, um, they're trying to, you know, move the target continually. But at the end of the day, okay, you know, my goal is always make this stuff as simple as possible and then, and give it to them in the form in which they're used to seeing it, mm-hmm. and that's where you've got the most likely chance. And deal with it on an administrative basis as much as you possibly can. Because once you get inside those corporate courtrooms, all right, not only are you dealing with conditioning, all right, but then you're also dealing with, you know, a rule set that is completely antagonistic to whatever you're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Yeah, so cool, calm, and collected. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. And I yeah. did my administrative. I did everything Dan Benham. I have all my affidavits and uh, unrebutted. I even have them contractually consenting, asking for more time. And, uh, of course, uh, uh, they did not. Hey, you yeah, know what? Send it, send it to the Supreme Court. Send it to the, to the Texas Supreme Court. Okay. And ask them to, to investigate it. What the hell? You may get nothing out of it. You know, they may go away. Okay. Tell them, tell them you suspect that there's fraud going on here. Because it is. There is. Oh, money laundering. Yeah, money well, laundering. Tax, tax evasion. I mean, that's why we said, that's why we go to the CID in Covington, Kentucky. That's where Tax evasion, at. money laundering. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we were going to Puerto Rico as well, but poor Puerto Rico, I mean, oh, they're, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. they're not going to be doing anything for a long time, those poor people. Pray for them. Pray for I, them. I do. That that island got wrecked. Yeah. Isn't that where our treasury is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we were sending stuff to, in addition to Covington, we were sending stuff down to Puerto Rico as well. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, there's no sense yeah. in doing that at this point. There's just, you know, those poor people are just. No, it's awful. It's going to take awful. a long time. Yeah. That's okay. We will bounce back. We are uh, we are the people. We are bouncing back. I mean, the fact that we're having this this discussion, the fact that we're that we're talking about these issues. You know, we're not we're not. I mean, we're this is a revolution of mind. You know, mm-hmm. it's not a re, it's not a revolution of arms. It doesn't need to Thank be. Thank you. No. You know, the stuff that we're talking about is all based upon semantic deceit. Figure out the semantic deceit and address it in a very, very clear, concise way, all right? You don't need to get into all kinds of crazy gibberish. And, you know, because at the end of the day, if you can't understand it, all right, you know, they talk about constitutional scholar, all right? That document was drafted so that the guy on the street in 1781 could pick it up and go, okay, I know what you're talking about, you know? Everything after that has gone downhill in terms of let's make it as complex as possible. No, 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 no. Well, it no. sure doesn't, doesn't keep us from being, like, really sick of it. But, you know, I think the judges are sick of it, too. It's, it's they're conflicted. up. They're, con- they're conflicted because, because they have knowledge. I mean, I'm, in my mind, you know, the biggest class action suit in the world is 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 every lawyer against every law school for what they didn't teach them and the crap that they did teach them and the second lawsuit after that is every doctor against um against medical schools and and the pharmaceutical companies for Thank you. you know i i mean really at the end of the day that's what we're dealing with so open your eyes and and take the steps forward this doesn't have to be a violent it doesn't have to be a violent progression in any way. In fact, in fact, everything that I'm talking about is peaceful. Everything I'm talking about is administrative. We're talking about not paper terrorism. We're talking about, we're talking about pointing out and saying, okay, you say that this law of yours applies in this case. All right, this is where I stand with respect to that law. This is where you stand with respect to that law. This is where this supposed quote-unquote adversary stands with respect to that law and your process, all right, and, and this is, these are the implications of my status with respect to those issues. And, you know, there's people that are getting remedy. There's people that 
are getting pushback. Um, it's, it, you know, it's, you know, with respect to things like, with respect to things like um, the most recent things that Anna has been yes. dealing with in, in terms of, in terms of the common law copyright. Yes. Um, in terms of dealing with the name and taking control of that name and the estates behind it, there is incredible success in terms of people being able to do that. You know, if you're in a, if you're in a, in, if you're in New York city, Chicago, Kansas city, Dallas, you know, Los Angeles, well, Los Angeles, I mean, can you even find a, you can even find a, 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 somebody with a heartbeat that you can actually walk right. up to a counter and talk to at this point. I mean, they're so, they're so bankrupt that, you know, there's nobody even there, but you know, you know, my point, I mean, you know, <laughs> your chances of finding it there, but they're all operating on the land jurisdiction, the international land jurisdiction. Notice the agent is noticed the principal. You're going to, you're going to block my attempt to notice the principal in my, in my County of birth. Fine. Then I'm going to go to an alternate County and then I'm going to publish notice of that, mm-hmm. you know, deal with it. Uh, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, who's the one that's going to look like a fool? You know, right. because 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 what we're coming down to here is every every country. All right, you look at the AIIB, you look at the BRICS coalition, you look at yeah. what I referenced before in terms of what's going on in terms of the U.S. dollar, in terms of international trade. Right, yeah. we're not very we're not very far before before those people who are in, who are who are erecting these impediments to what we're talking about all right they're going to realize that their pension isn't there they're going to realize right. that their paycheck isn't there all right they're already bankrupt and and now it's only going to get worse mm-hmm. and and eventually they're going to understand this so i always said this when the when the people you know the occupy movement and everything was going on when the police officers and the first responders start to understand the nature of the system and walk across the line. That's when you know you've won. When they realize that their pension has been stolen from them, all right, and they walk across that line, that's when you know that you've won. And it's starting to happen. So, you know, we just got to keep on persevering. So hang in there. You're doing well. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Thank you so much, Angela. Nancy? Yeah, okay. I'm here. I, I always mute myself out because my dog barks or I need to cough or my son calls me. So <laughs> I'm here. Oh, I okay. thought you were just swearing at me on. in the background. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I posted in the chat before we close off, I posted um, uh, Anna's uh, top 10 or best articles. Yeah, yeah, that's good. If you want to look back that's up good. there. Great um, idea. And those of you that, that don't believe in Anna, uh, you're going to need to go back to elementary school, please, and sit at the back of the room. <laughs> well, and, 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 understand, and understand, Angela, I mean, I don't agree with everything that Anna puts forth. I mean, there, you know, there, are, shades, there are shades of disagreement about, about certain things, about strategies, about other things. Yeah, but, yeah. But but I know what it is that she's trying to accomplish, and I know that her heart is absolutely pure. And I know I like her. I, I, I like what she I'll, writes. I don't have a problem with her at all. I just figured she's got her own methods of getting the word out there. She's got a website. She's on talk calls all the time. So yeah, yeah. and she's got a great email list. I've joined her email list. But I mean, mm-hmm, if yeah. everybody wants her on, shit, yeah, I'll ask her. 
Why well, not? She's, Why not? She's come a long way. She's come a long. We all are coming our a long way. This is unlearning yeah. our entire lives of lies. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm sitting here. All right. Like I said, I, I practiced law for 28 years before I I revoked my oath and and rescinded my signatures mm-hmm. with that with the corporate court. Um. I'm not going to stand there and 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 you know pontificate and speak of you know like like I'm some expert and anybody that detracts from what I'm saying, you know, is a heretic. No, I mean I'm not that arrogant. I, every day, every day, there's things that I haven't had time to learn, and 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 the target is moving. So I know a lot, and and what I try to do is I try to associate with other people that know a lot. Um, and, and so we can complement each other and, and I, and, and most important thing for anybody that is new to this stuff on this call, the most important thing that I can say to you as you walk down this path and even seasoned, seasoned researchers, all right, who really feel comfortable with all these issues, all right, avoid shiny objects, mm-hmm. all right, shiny object syndrome is the, is the biggest time waster and killer that you will ever confront. And shiny object syndrome is you figured out how the system is structured and you figured out certain pieces. All right. So like I said, I'm going to give you, I'm going to simplify some of the biggest parts of, of this process. All right. And if you couple that with your own research and, and whether it's Anna's research or, or anybody else's that you feel that resonate with you. That's the most important thing because you've got to live this. You've got to walk this, all right? Mm-hmm. But as you're going along the way, all of a sudden, you're walking down the path and there's a shiny object <laughs> and you look at it and it's like, oh, you know, this guy says that he's free and he's done it. He won't give me the details on it unless I give him a bunch of money, all right? Yeah. Where's your maybe, heart Maybe okay. not. Okay, what I'm saying is, all right, I'm not going to guarantee anything. I'm going to guarantee you this, that what I will provide you based upon what Anna has laid down and the group that, you know, congregated and has been, has been um, you know, kind of team building and, and, and building this, um, this research and documentation to make it as simple as, as possible is that um, these aren't shiny objects, all right? These are these – are, very, very specifically focused and targeted to address certain things and do it in a way that you should not have pushback from people on. Understanding that, okay, I'm in Crook County. I went to get a consulting contract notarized the other day, and I had to go to two different notaries because they didn't think that they could notarize it. And I'm like, all you're doing is, I'm giving you my ID, and I'm and I'm signing this document, and all you're doing is verifying that I presented you my ID and verified who I am. Well, our our, our bond company told us that we can't do that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The banks are doing the same thing. Can't sign oh, wow. affidavits of truth. Right. Really? Right. Right. You're, you're yeah. Doing my signature. well, but that's but well, okay. So they changed the recorders act. They changed. You know, I mean, they're they're going to find a way. You know, they're in a system that that they had complete control over, and it's imploding. But until it implodes, 
we need to adapt. All right. So go to another county. Go to another. So I went to another. I went to another notary, and um, and the notary and she had to call her supervisor, and I was like, well, this is all it is, and she was like, oh yeah, no problem. But she balked at first, and it took me like 20 minutes to get two documents notarized. So you know, this is this is what you're walking into, and so don't be offended by it because these people don't know. They don't have a clue. The judges don't have a clue. I mean, if you're, if you're talking about up at the highest levels at the federal court level, then yeah, they understand what's going on. But if you're talking about a municipal court judge, they have zero clue of what's going on here. And they're just sitting there and parroting whatever that they've been told at judge's school. So don't get aggravated. You're, you know, I mean, is this important to you? All right. You know, if it was important to you, you know, to watch that movie that you went out and went through the steps to order Netflix, then you can take the steps to go and find another notary, which is probably a mile away, and go and do it there. Mm-hmm. You know, go to another, if, if you've got a post office that won't round date stamp, you know, and cancel out a stamp that you've got on a particular instrument, all right, then go to another post office. Mm-hmm. And you're going to you, find somebody that will. What do you think about the three witnesses versus that? I mean, that's common law. Well, it, it is. I, you know, my, my preference is always simple, you know. So, I mean, I've done quorum. I've done quorum with the round eight stamp. Um, you know, what's wrong with educating? What's wrong with educating your, your post office people and, and making them accountable as post office people as opposed to postal service people mm-hmm. you know so when they look at you and they say no i can't give you registered mail stamps right i can't give you the stickers well oh, that's yeah you too can bad. I got a roll of them <laughs> right well yeah you can and i want them and then they look over to and it's always it's always an older black man it's always an older black man they look <laughs> over and he looks at them like they're from mars like you can't give them you know, registered mail stickers. Are you out of your mind? Give them whatever you give them a roll. You know. Yeah. And and so what do they do after that? Then when you go there, they don't have any, and they don't have any of the two from. I don't remember what the form is. They don't have any of those forms anywhere either. And they're walking around and they're looking in drawers all over the place. I mean, this is what this is where this system has devolved. So we're close. We're close to where, you know, for everybody that's just getting into this stuff, you know, and so the guy that's dealing with the naturalization issues, you know, who says, okay, well, I'm just going to take a breath and watch the way it transpires. Fantastic. There's nothing, you know, don't do something that you're not comfortable with. You don't have to be a warrior. My, my belief is that this is a, a completely peaceful process, and, and you're going to meet some resistance that is going to be based upon ignorance. It's not going to be based upon antagonism. It's not going to be based on people trying to keep you from achieving something. It's going to be based upon people looking at stuff going, I ain't never seen that before. You know, I don't know what to do with that. And the supervisor's not there. Fine. Go to another office and you're going to find it. That's good. Thank you. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, dude. Take another bite of food. 
sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good night. Bye. No, I'm not. Now I know. Now I poured. Now I poured a glass of wine, Angela. Oh, good. That's good. Always that'll help you relax. <laughs> Digest your food. Uh, exactly. Let's see. Next up here is um, Texas. You've been unmuted. Go ahead, Texas. Texas is well represented. I don't know. Are you muted in, on your phone, maybe, or uh, I don't know. Didn't we go through this already once? That you, Texas? <laughs> Texas, say something. Okay. Well, when you figure it out, put your hand up again, and I'll unmute you. Alim, Alim Muhammad. Go ahead. You've been unmuted. Hi. Good evening, Angela, and your guest. Good evening. Um. This is Hello. Salim Muhammad. How you doing, sir? Good, thank you. All right, good to know. Um, I've been listening, and I'd like to get your opinion on this uh, judge who just recently retired. He, he's in Illinois. Uh, judge Richard, Rich Apostle, are you familiar with that That judge from the Seventh Circuit? Oh, Richard Posner? Yeah, you know, are you familiar with Richard, oh, yeah. Richard sure. Posner? Sure. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't well, hear, I didn't, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he retired, what, last week, right? Something like that, but it's an yeah. article that he he actually he's actually standing up for the pro se litigant. I, I thought you may be familiar with that article, that piece of information, and the public here at large, maybe some other people could could uh, could chat on it. Uh, but did you hear anything? Uh, read about it about because uh, you know he wrote a book. But this Richard Posner from from Chicago, he's from the Seventh Circuit. I mean, actually, he's with the Seventh Circuit Appeals judges. And he actually slammed them all, including the chief judge there. And she she struck back. She's a lady, uh, Miss Woods, Justice Justice Woods. And um, she had really some scathing things to say. But but it wouldn't it wouldn't be in this article. But she had it was some bad things she said about it. I wanted to get your opinion and and, and like to note note have you read that article? No, no, I have not. I have not. I saw. I saw. I saw last week or the week before that that Posner had had retired and 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 a brilliant brilliant legal mind um, and and he he has I mean that guy he's been on the bench for long enough to you know understand legal and lawful um, very 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 fine legal mind right and I was just I was I was noting that he he, he retired because of what the staff is doing he was noting about the staff and how bad they treat, particularly pro se litigants. And I just wanted to say that to the public and the people we have on this, on this call. He was trying to tell us, he's trying to, he's yeah, not trying, he's telling us something about the judges and how they see and view. A lot of us already know this. And um, when we go reform, we can be prepared for for, for things to be rubber, rubber step, rubber step for those lawyers. But when they get rubber stepped and get to the appellate court, that's when the, the Real uh, trying times come for the pro se litigant because they look at us as we are people who unlearned and don't know, and we just don't understand what their system is about. I just wanted to say that though, I'm not going to be uh, uh, any longer. I just want to pass it on and see if anyone had something to say or read about that. But if you had something to say about it, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, you know what? Here's the deal, okay? Uh, you heard what I said about about the circuit, the, the, the municipal court judges, right? Um, right. And 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 how they view the world. All right. 
And in my mind, always the federal court is a step above that. All right. They're not, you know, these guys are, are appointed for life. Um, mm-hmm. and, and have to be, but what, but what, I'm sorry, be, cutting you off, forgive me for cutting you off, but what cracks them up? Cause they still so corrupted that they, I, I got, I'm in front of one. Now I've been in front of more than one. I mean, I'm, 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 I don't even count them. I don't, I'm, I'm saying these federal judges, they act worse than these state court judges sometimes. Yeah, because they're more powerful, but here's the deal. Okay. Every time you step in front of them, their presumption was that you're a U.S. citizen and you're there asking for a benefit, okay? You're asking for a benefit, and that benefit is, you know, that court process, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, whatever else you're seeking. And, and so until you rebut that presumption with respect to your citizenship status and correct those records, then essentially, you know, they're looking at you and going, who are you and why the hell are you here? And now just lay there while I beat you. Um, even more so there. But what you will get at the federal level, and, 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 and here's my experience at the federal level, okay? My experience at the federal level was when I was dealing with foreclosure and collection issues um, and and I saw I saw collection agencies, banks, and, and foreclosure mill law firms abusing my clients, then I filed Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, Fair Credit Reporting Act, et cetera, et cetera, lawsuits in the federal courts um, because I knew that they had a higher level of understanding with respect to those laws i didn't go out and i didn't go out and try to appeal a foreclosure judgment with the fdcpa what i did was go completely opposite that and say okay you know fine you've got your judgment but you know what you've got you abused you know you misrepresented the nature um uh, source and legal character of the debt you misrepresented your actual position and ownership with respect to this debt, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera depending upon what the, the factual circumstances are. And, and those judges there are incredibly proficient in dealing with those issues. Um, but you know something, you know, I'm sorry for cutting you off again, but you know what really cracks them up? You want to see a federal judge go crazy? And I've seen more than one. Jump out of his seat almost. I think they judge. I see them run off the bench. But I ain't talking about them. I'm saying a federal judge. You you want to see them go crazy? You know no no no. You, you know you have to do one simple thing, and that's that goes to everyone on this on this on this on this call. And remember this. You have to do one thing. You know what that is? Go ahead. All you need to do is bring up the Constitution of the United States of America. You bring the Constitution up. You got to. Really, really, really sad puppy on your hand, and I see well, it happen with male and female, male and female federal judge. Well, sure, they go nuts. Well, and you understand why? You understand why? Okay, look up the Duns number of the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals. All right, look up the Duns number for the Northern District. You know, the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Illinois. All right, that's a corporation. All right. There's a whole mm-hmm. different there's a whole different constitution of the United States. 
that applies mm-hmm. to that thing, that, that mm-hmm. the Constitution for the United States of America is like kryptonite to. Okay, and yes. unless you yes. understand the difference between those two and why, then you don't want to play in that sandlot because it's just, you know, there's, I mean, there's, there's complexities there that, um, that you need to understand foundationally beforehand. Oh, I, I understand it pretty well. I, 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 but I was listening to you. I was listening to your comments because this is your call. And, I, of course, I understand. I can do a whole show on it. No, no it sounds like it. I, I, it sounds I'm saying I'm listening, I'm listening to you because I wanted to get what you had to say on your input because I understand you were, you were a lawyer at one point in history, right? Well, I'll always be a lawyer. I'm just not an attorney. Okay, well, you 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 were uh, uh, practicing law at one point, right? I, I was I was a practicing attorney for a long time. Okay, so so you understand then that what they tell you, the federal judges tell you, you know, in a state, they just ignore it. They 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 just administrative uh, figures, but the federal they, judges. Well, you. here's the deal. Here's the deal. That constitution that you're seeking to apply doesn't apply to you because they're perceiving you as a U.S. citizen, and that constitution doesn't apply to a U.S. citizen. Okay, after 1871, hasn't applied. And so when you try to invoke that, all right, they're looking at, they're looking at somebody who is like of two minds, all right? You speak with a forked tongue. You're sitting there and you're saying on the one hand, okay, I'm a U.S. citizen, and on the other hand, I'm, I, you know, I, I am of the republic. Okay, can you be both? Yes, but you need to very, very clearly enunciate how and, and understand that the system as it's structured right now is absolutely focused on in every single touch, every instant, every single one of the contacts that you have. You know, if you look at George Mercier's invisible contracts, every one of the touches you have with the system, they are seeking to contract with you, all right, and, and presume you to be a U.S. citizen. And it is your obligation to either confirm or deny that. It's your choice, all right? The U.S. income tax, all right, you hear them say it over and over and over again. It's a voluntary system of taxation. Guess what, folks? It is. It is. You chose. If you've got problems, you've got tax problems, all right, their records show you chose. And you but better when, fix but the when, records. But when you tell the judge, federal or state, the state usually run off, run off the bench when you go into the subject. But when you tell the federal judge, he get awful mad because he's not going to run because he's appointed for life. Uh, but I've had a lawyer didn't come to court after I had her and the judge to tell me about their oath to, to swear, uh, not only swear, but just state on the record that you have an oath of office. I used sworn to your oath of office, and I had a judge that turned red, and lawyer didn't show back up. Why do you think that happened? I think it happened because you're sitting there and you're mixing jurisdictions, and you're making them very uncomfortable. Because what you're talking about is you've got the corporate court, and then you've got the organic court. All right, that was originally formed, right? And mm-hmm. and so you, you always have to you always have to look at obviously everybody, you know. Everybody is looking for, you know, the courts of the original republic um, at the end of the day. And, and instead what you get is these Article I courts. 
Right, and, right. And, I, and, and, so, and I respect what you and say. And so that's what you're dealing. That's what you're dealing. That's what you said. Right. So you know why? Why did it happen? Because because you you touched a nerve. <laughs> you touched a nerve, and so they hope you just kind of go away, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel that. The thing is, is, is that I, I, what I was trying to get at is since you had practiced law before, what did you understand about that particular aspect? Of the judicial just, process. Well, no, I just said it. I mean, you know, that's that's, you know, you're talking, you're sitting there in, you're sitting there and and you're putting them in conflict. Okay, so what you're doing is you're you're pulling them into a situation that that they either don't want to or they can't deal in. There, you know, you put them in a situation where. And, and people try this all the time, and people, most people try it unsuccessfully. You obviously had some success with it. But, you know, the, at the end of the day, the reality is that, you know, you've got, you've got a much different, and this is what I found out, right? You've got a, a court system that is very, very different than, than what I was taught in law school, what I was taught um, when I was going up through the ranks in the state's attorney's office what I was taught when I was going up through the ranks in the Illinois Commerce Commission as a legal and policy advisor. I mean, it, you know, you, the system is based upon presumption. You're looking at it and you're just presuming that what you, you know, what you see is the way that you see it. You perceive that uh, the court system is complying with your vision of what you were taught in grade school about the separation of powers and the three different, you know, the three different branches of government and how they work and what you learned in, in, in high school, right? You didn't learn anything in college because they don't have that stuff in college. Okay. And, 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 you know, so, and then what you learned on your own. So what you're seeing is the actual, actual implementation, the end result of that process. And the process is, that if you want that original republic form of judiciary, then you got to work for it. They're not going to give it to you. And, and understand that every time that you walk into that room, whatever that room is, I don't care where it is, Social Security Administration, going to the passport office, it doesn't matter, all right? You know, start looking at the forms, the government forms that you're filling out online or other places. And every time it asks you, are you a U.S. citizen, and you're going to click that button, understand that you're doing that and you're, and you're pledging allegiance to a corporation. And is that what you want to do? Same thing in the courts. Well, however, I think that when you bring the Constitution into play, as well as the federal law, or the federal rules of civil procedure, or no, Constitution Constitution doesn't apply to U.S. citizens. Period. Right, right. I understand it. I understand it. I'm just saying, but so that's what you're trying to do. But the judges have an oath to this Constitution. That's what they did. They no, they have they have an oath. They have an oath to another Constitution. Why do you think that Obama had to take two oaths? Okay, I understand that. It's like the police got another oath to to right? to, to uh, uh they just they got two oaths. To, that's more than one oath. That's, I all, that's that. all I'm saying. I'm, that's all I'm, I'm saying. I, 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 I'm just saying. You're not though, wrong. That, that, you're that, not that, wrong. You're right. You know. Right. 
right, right, right. But that don't eliminate their oath, right? That doesn't eliminate eliminate the first oath listen, that they took. Listen, the you know the reality is the reality is from research that other people have done. I haven't done, um, but the reality from what I've seen is that the majority of them don't have an oath. All right, and so they shouldn't even be able to be sitting on the bench. And and then the question becomes, do they have a bond? But if, if it, right. you know, at that point, you're dealing in matters of, of public policy. And when you, anytime that you hear public policy, take the word public and insert the word corporate, okay, because mm-hmm. that's all it is, mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. as a matter of corporate policy, they make it just like they move the target, like we're talking throughout this call. Right. They, they move the target. And so all of a sudden, it's not, as a matter of public policy, it isn't essential that they have that oath on file. And we're seeing it's, that it, all over the place. It, it, it isn't essential, you're saying, right? Right. Because when I'm about to the oath of a judge, it was, the oath was there. I mean, I'm not saying all of them. Well, sometimes, 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 you know. sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. Sometimes, you know, and, and remember, remember, it wasn't very long ago. I'd have to go back and, 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 and look up the research, but it wasn't long ago where they changed the oath of office of judges, and they changed it substantially because okay. of exactly the issues that you're talking about, because people like you were going in there and raising that issue, Okay. And so they changed the they changed the oath of office substantially, and 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 essentially that oath of office that's out there right now is in direct conflict with the oath that's mandated by the Constitution. Right. But right. they did it. They did it anyway, and and they just they counted on everybody not not seeing it, you know. Okay, I'm, I'm not gonna hold you hold you up too much. I just want I can go on all night, night. but it's good. Good. No, good. Good. Good issues. Yeah, because I wanted you to, to, to I wanted to get the people on this call uh the power that they have. You take the constitution there to that judge and you tell him, Look, Yana, be be respectful about it. You took the constitution, you took the oath to this constitution. Am I right or wrong? He don't have to he, he don't have to get upset. He he's gonna get upset. Believe me, he's gonna say, What did you mean by that? Or something crazy. He's gonna say, What has got to do with it? He's gonna, he gonna oh, always yeah. go I mean, to I, another yeah. one. Yeah, I mean I've heard people I've heard I've heard stories of judges, you know, yelling and screaming, you know. Yeah, yeah. Then you tell them to calm yeah. down because you know you know, you, you make him feel comfortable or her make him or her feel comfortable say so you, you have your power, sir or miss. I'm not trying to take your power. I'm just trying to establish these rights here in this courtroom with you and attorney. Do you and attorney have an oath of office to the, to the Constitution? And if you take one and, and it's implemented now in this courtroom, and watch how they act. But if they're going to want, they're going to answer it. They're not going to answer They may answer it. He said yes. I've had a judge say yes. And I said that's fine. Then it goes to the next question, which I ain't going to say nothing about. But you get that, on, they have respect for you then. Now they will stop looking down at you, just like this judge Paulson said. He was tired of them looking, at the, looking down at the pro, pro se litigants. That's why he did what he did, and he resigned. But if you if you, if you bring them to 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 center back to center where they're supposed to be and, and humble them, now you got a better chance, in my opinion. And then you go by their law. If it's a civil law, if, state court, go if, by the civil law. If it's a federal rule of civil procedure, go by the federal rule of civil procedure. If they're educated to the point where they understand that the problem that I have with where we are right now is that is that you're more educated on these issues. And these issues, then the majority of 
the judges that these people are going to confront. And that's a problem. And that's a problem. And that's by design. It's not an accident. It's by design. All right. So you say it's by design. Yeah. Yeah. If they don't, if they don't continuously dumb them down, dumb them down, dumb them down with respect to the issues that we're talking about, then the cat's out of the bag. Right. Because people are figuring this out. Why do you think they changed the Recorders Act to make it more difficult to sit there and record things on the land records? I mean, come on. You know. Can't do it no more. I mean, it becomes right. so, right. it, it becomes so apparent. You know, so you get somebody like Posner, and I don't know. I don't know Posner. And I've read some of his things, and he's a brilliant jurist. Brilliant. I mean, seriously. You know, this guy's, this guy's you know, got megawatts of, 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 of intellect way beyond anything that, that I have. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I heard, I heard he was stepping down, and I was just like, you know, first question on my mind was, did he just get sick of where the profession and the court system was going? Because that's what we're he said. on a, that's, that's, what, know, that's what he said. Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. He said he was tired. significantly downward spiral. So anyway, hey, I appreciate I pre- appreciate the interchange and I appreciate you jumping in. Really important issues and um, something that you know everybody every, everybody definitely benefits from. You have a good night. You're welcome. You're welcome. You too. Thank you very yeah. much. Thanks. Next up, uh, let's see, North Central Texas. <laughs> Hi, Bob. Right is there anybody that isn't from Texas? <laughs> it's a big here. state. <laughs> it is a big state. It's a country. Don't even go there. <laughs> Whole other country. Right? Uh, Bob, uh, have you had any dealings? Or do you have a process uh, concerning property tax and getting yourself off the tax rolls? Well, what we're dealing with, all right, so uh, people that I, I'm working with on, on our team have have dealt with those issues. I haven't. So I'm only going to speak to what I have dealt with. And then, you know, I'll speak to what other people have dealt with from the perspective of, um I believe strongly that uh, of what I have been told, and you know this isn't shiny objects, and um, but you know I haven't done it myself basically, and 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 understand when I say that it, you know it's not because I don't have confidence in it. It's just um, like I said, all this stuff. Um, I'm not going to ask anybody to do anything that I haven't done myself. All right. So any of the any of the things that any of the processes, any of the information, any of the educational stuff that I am given to people, all right, these are things that I have done myself, and 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 I'm going to tell you what you know the results of that stuff were. So, um, I know of people who have corrected their status, who have been able to make the appropriate recordings and um and have and have been able to file the appropriate statement of interest notice notice of interest um file the appropriate whether it's UCC or non-UCC with respect to a property and 
no longer received property tax bills, but I have not done that myself. Um, there are other things at this point that I'm working on that have just taken precedence. Hmm. So that's really kind of all I can speak to on it. I apologize. But, um, you know, if, if I had done it myself, then I'd just sit there and say, yeah, absolutely no problem. Um, I know of people that I trust who are working, people that I work with every day um, that are working with people that have had success with that stuff. But I need to get details and stuff like that to be able to give more on that. So I apologize. Okay. Uh, is it just too early to recommend uh, the people that you know? To get- yeah, I, I mean, I mean, this process, you know, okay, so at the end of the day, with what we're talking about in terms of this process, you know, what you should have is understand that there's, there's how many databases there are. So, you know, the whole thing starts out and you start with your hospital or, you know, wherever you are when you're, you know, when you're, you come into this, into this, into this world, right? And a record is established and your mother uh, gives her thumbprint and does a signature and they take your footprint and then that goes to the county and it goes to the State Department of Vital Records and then it goes there out to D.C. And you got all this stuff going on, okay? And and everything that happens, you know, is 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 put into a database. And then that database feeds another database. And then you get a Social Security card and that feeds another database. And you get a driver's license and it feeds another database. And then you get an insurance policy, feeds another database. And then you get a marriage certificate and it gets, feeds another database. And you get a divorce certificate and feeds that same database, right? And and so you've got this, you know, what I like to, you know, kind of perceive as a cascade of databases. And the question is, okay, how do I find the top database that will cascade down through all the other databases and, and correct the records in the most efficient um, means possible? And And in my mind, the only way to get there is through – the um, Department of Health Division of Vital Records, or it might be vital statistics, depending upon the state that you're in, and then at the federal level, the State Department. And then from those two, every other database in the cascade should be fed and corrected so that at the end of the day, whether you're dealing with, you know, a you know, minor traffic stop, um, or walking into the assessor's office with respect to your property taxes or anything else, all right, that record should reflect the fact that you are not a U.S. citizen and that you are not subject to that corporate, um, that corporate um, uh, governance structure. And, and so those taxes shouldn't apply to you when you get pulled over for, you know, doing a California stop through a stop sign, then the record should show um, do not detain, do not question. And, and I know personally of people that have had that happen. Um, You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really anal. And so, you know, when, when I say that, I, I I want to do this once, all right? 
I want to measure twice and cut once. And, 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 and I don't want to, um, I don't have the time uh, to sit there to be able to focus on multiple um, passport applications, um, recordings, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I want to, I want to know to the extent that I can stand on it. And then once I know that, then I want to communicate that out to as many people as I can. Um, and I want to do that for free because this is information that if you're interested in this stuff, you should be able to access. And, and I want to do it without a bunch of shiny objects, I guess, for lack of a better terminology. Well, me too. And I do appreciate uh, your effort in getting that information out to people like myself. The uh, five star on your passport, you talked about it in the last time you were on. I never noticed that most people have a three at, at the end of your name. Is five the highest? Oh, you're talking about the passport? Yes. Okay, so yes. Uh, now, here's the deal, okay? Uh, you, you know, three, four, and five star are, three is, three is standard, right? Um, there are a million different people that have done FOIAs, that have done lawsuits, that have done, you know, everything in the world to try and pry out of the State Department what those stars mean. And, and the, the only thing that anybody has ever gotten is that basically those are national secrets. You know, those are, you know, those are, those are things that we're not required to defined for you and they're 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 related to a person's um, status within the system well but that's what Christopher uh, Gronsky uh, helps people with is uh, getting a five-star is that correct well, I don't know. I, you know, uh, you know, the five star. Everybody's talking about the five star, all right. And 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 Christopher has been very very upfront about this because nobody knows what the five star is. Okay, um, I, I, I'm less concerned about how many stars are are on my passport card than I am with what does the underlying record in the database reflect with respect to my status, all right? And what Christopher has been successful in doing is making sure that that record reflects the fact that the individual who has that passport is not a U.S. citizen and is a non-citizen national. And then whatever that, whatever else flows and cascades down through the databases from that set of facts and that set of data entries, you know, it, 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 in my mind, um, you'll be the first to know when I get it done, um, Angela, but in my mind, each step through those, those databases has got to have a different 
set of information and a different reflection than when you walked in the room, you know? Right. The first thing being first is to change your status and then... Yes. Go to go forward with the uh, passport uh, application. Okay, well, that answers my question. Bob, thank you so much. Appreciate all you're doing. Yeah, good luck. Have a great night. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Okay, let's see. We've got one more, and then I've got to go because my son's caregiver is going to be leaving in about, I don't know, 12 minutes. Um, all right, good, because so I'm going night-night. Okay. <laughs> next up... <laughs> We've got one left. It's northeast in north central Pennsylvania. I thought you were going to say and Texas. I, <laughs> no, no more Texans. We did all the Texans. But Pennsylvania, are you, you there? Did you fall asleep? Hello, hello. One, two, one, two. Can you hear me? There you go. There you go. We got you now. Go ahead. Break. Breaker, breaker. Breaker, breaker. <laughs> I'd like to ask the gentleman what his uh, uh, take is on a couple of things to uh, First of all, the FARA registration, and is that, does it have any any force and effect demanding their uh, uh, an attorney or attorney's FARA uh, registration? Man, oh God, I, I tell you what, I I researched the living crap out of FARA. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, because to me, all right, here's here's the deal. All right, FARA is. The Foreign Agent Registration Act, um, for those that don't know the acronym. All right, FARA is is something. If you are if you are working in any capacity um, and inter- interfacing with a foreign entity, a foreign corporation, a foreign person, etc., then you're required to register with the State Department, um, right, State Department? Yes, yeah, State Department, and, um, and the Department of Justice gets involved in that whole thing. Um, here's, here's where I came out, because I put together, I put together, uh, you know, a set of documents regarding FARO when I was, when I was really beating that thing to death, and because somebody had sent me a document and they said, okay, you know, this is the key, and um, this has been used in seven cases, you know, five of them criminal cases, and the cases, you know, the people were set free, and, and you know, and the cases were dismissed, and, the, and the, the records were sealed. And it was just like, okay, sounds really powerful, give me the cases. So just like that, you know, just like the guy, you know, said before, can you give me, you know, can you give me case numbers where this stuff has been done so I can verify it, right? Trust, but verify. And, um, and, and so I was like, okay. And I looked at the document and I said, well, I understand what you're, you know, what whoever drafted this was thinking, but the document wasn't, there were there were issues with it, and as I got deeper into the re- into the research, um, I realized that there was something there, but the way that it was presented wasn't going to get anybody. I couldn't believe that one case, let alone seven cases, were dispensed with with the filing in this document. 
And so here's what I here's what I came up with. All right, so here you are. If you have corrected your status, then you are an American. You are, I am an Illinoisan. All right, at that point, I am foreign to a Iowan. I am especially foreign to um, a person from the District of Columbia. And so then the question kicks in at that point in time, um, you've got an attorney that is representing a banking or financial institution in, you know, for example, a foreclosure, because that's a that's a that's a an arena that I'm comfortable with, and you've got a judge, all right, that is in there. Now they are dealing with me, a foreign entity, um, foreign individual. At that point in time. Do the requirements of the Foreign Agents Registration Act kick in requiring them to register? And if they don't, then are any actions that they take in that foreclosure case or whatever case you want to put in in, in its stead, are those acts not only, um, you know, are they without jurisdiction, um, but do they not? lack not just standing in terms of financial institution, but capacity to act in terms of the attorneys and the judge dealing with the issues. Now, I think that there's something there. I think that, man, I mean, I can, I can step up and I can make the argument and I can make it sound good because I was trained to do that, but would I recommend that anybody step up in there and do that? Because understand, you're walking into that corporate court, okay, and they're going to challenge you on it. Now, I, get, I have gotten challenged on, you know, uh, Jesus, I mean, I got challenged on all kinds of stuff, you know. I mean, I, 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 challenged, I challenged stuff in a foreclosure, and a judge looked at me, and she said, you know, you know, is this where you want to go? Yeah, absolutely. And then the other side stepped up and said, well, judge, you know, the reality is that we don't own the note in a foreclosure case. And I'm like, and we're still standing here? And the judge actually gave them leave to go out and buy the note and then told me that she was taking judicial notice of the existence of the secondary mortgage market. Okay? So we're not in Kansas, Toto. And and so this is what we're dealing with. And if you're going to start picking up FARA arguments, I can send you what I drafted, um, which I think is about as anybody that gets this thing can maybe complete the loop. I, I, I dove into it. I put a, I don't even know how many hours into that thing. And, and it's still not what I would require to want to go forward and push that argument. But it's enough to make people raise their eyebrows. And maybe make some people, you know. Okay, may I ask you another question? Sure. Is there? A, I, I'm assuming somebody out there has some has maybe done some. You know, I don't want to have to rely totally on you. There must be other people out there that somebody that addressed that far up thing. Maybe Rod Class or something. You know, you know who Rod Class is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My second. Uh, 
question here is to wrap things up is the IRS political subdivision status confirmation letter. The IRS says that anybody who's actually truly a governmental entity that has police powers and judicial powers, enforcement powers, must have this IRS political status sub, uh, subdivision confirmation letter to say that they are in fact, to determine that they are in fact a government entity rather than a for-profit corporation. And it seems like hardly any of these actors have it. Therefore, they're not even a government. They're just a municipal corporation, but they're not a government. They don't have any enforcement powers, police powers, nothing, if they do well, not they, have that letter. They do, they do within the corporate court system, which is owned by the same entities that own them. But no, in terms of you and the republic, all right, and and you know living beings, no, unless you have consented and become a U.S. citizen. So yeah, you're absolutely right. They're no, not let's lying. say you're, you're let's say you've, you're uh, an American national and a state citizen, and uh, and uh, well, with respect to with respect to the IRS, then you're a non-resident alien. Okay, so you've got you've got different you've got different designations okay. whether you're dealing with the State Department versus the IRS. Or if you have the uh, uh, 98 number, you're a, uh, you're not a, a domestic entity; you're a foreign entity. You're, a, you're uh, yeah, you're non-domestic, right? You're, foreign trust. You're with well, and 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 you need to be dealing without the United States, right? Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. My my other question is on a form fifty six. I believe what is that for fiduciary uh, to sign? It's appointment of appointment of fiduciary. Now is that important also to have that uh, document well, to help strengthen uh, your foundation? You know, it's it's like I referred to earlier. All right, I, I look at these things as, you know, I don't want my pants to fall down, so I'm going to wear a belt and suspenders when I'm dealing with these things. Mm-hmm. And. And so what a Form 56 does is it puts on record the fact that you are acknowledging that there are things that you may not know, all right? The, you know, I don't know how many million words are in the Internal Revenue Code, and then the implementing regulations are even more. And, and, and there is nobody in the world that can tell you that, you know, if anybody tells you they're an expert on the Internal Revenue code or you know the irs run like hell because because you're going to get into trouble all right at the end of the day you want to put yourself in a situation where your status is absolutely clear so i've had some interesting i've had some interesting interactions with the irs um are you familiar with pete hendrickson no i'm not all right pete is a great oh god he is a great great guy um, he's written at I don't know he's written I, I've I've bought one or two of his books and we've had long discussions. Um, I uh, you know I had a, I had a situation where I had a guy that the IRS was pulling him in, and you know it was like a command meeting as they were going to go to the grand jury and he asked me to represent him, and so um, I I had to fill out I think it's a forty eight sixty eight. And and this is going to come back to your Form 56 question. 
And, and so I talked to Pete and I said, Pete, you know, I'm going in for this. He said, okay, well, here's the deal. You, they're going to ask you for a form 4868 power of attorney and you're going to fill it out. And then when, you know, you go to sign it, you're going to insert above or below your name that, you know, uh, for purposes of this form, um, the term taxpayer is, you know, uh, is this. I don't remember what the hell it was, but I filled out the form a different way. And so we went into a conference room with these people from the IRS and, you know, they said, well, hi, you know, and they're very, very serious. I were here to, you know, to deal with this matter. And um, do you have your 4868? Yep, I've got it right here. And I gave it to them. Oh, good, good, good. Okay, so we'll move forward. And, you know, we just want to talk about how to sell all this thing and basically, you know, how much money can we get from you? And then they looked at the form and they looked at the form and they said, oh, excuse me for a minute. And they walked out of the room and they came back in and they said, I'm sorry, we can't conduct this conference. Thank you for coming down. And they never heard from them again. All right. Form 56 is identifying who you want to act as your fiduciary. So is that Stephen Mnuchin? All right. Who is it that, you know, is that the, is that the head of the, you know, the commissioner of the IRS? Or to be you know, somebody the Secretary of State. Of, of your of your state and uh, uh depends upon what the interaction is depends upon what the interaction is. my other question is something some uh things so you you have let's say you're you the state that you're living in is not the state you were born in and it's a kind of uh sometimes i have a question of what uh where do you send a notice to the state you were born in that has the birth both. certificate state or both? both okay 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 that's both. good both why mm-hmm. good good you know it's postage you know at the end of the day Send it, send it registered mail, all right? Send it registered mail because then if there's any problems, then you can always, you can always invoke the, the, you know, Universal Postal Union and you can always invoke the, um, uh, the, uh, the postal inspectors. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the reason, you know. And I have another question uh, regarding uh, a letter to probably the Secretary of State resigning your agency and uh, appointing uh, the Secretary of State as the receiver of service and process, because possibly be- – and then my other question that joins to this one is, uh, what do you think about uh, – I heard the, uh, the, uh, the, about the uh, procedure of going to small claims court, finding what the maximum amount is, ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000, and uh, charging them, uh, sending them a, a bill – for like $300 an hour for, uh, let's say, two days of uh, your time for not being paid as the receiver of service and process. And after yeah. they don't... You're, re- chasing, you're, chasing, you're chasing shiny objects there. No, n- not at all. Not at all. Okay, but, but what I'm not saying, I, I'm not talking about making money out of, out of uh, it. I, I don't I'm just care. saying just care. to determine, just to set the, to set go the example... Into that court, to go me? into that court, to go into that court, you are asking for a benefit. Okay, you are saying that I am a U.S. citizen. So no. Oh, okay. I mean, how about, you can do it. You how about the other it. court? How about the other court? That's it's an admiralty. Uh, I think it's an admiralty court. It's in maybe Washington or Delaware. There's Why another, would you want to go into an admiralty court? That's the uh, thing that's gotten uh, us into the problem in the first place. Uh, no, a chancery court. Is it a chancery court? I believe it's not admiralty. But uh, but what see what they're doing is let's say they're accusing you of something criminal uh, to uh, to have jurisdiction they have to either have 
uh, uh, an, a, um, uh, they have party. to have your consent. <laughs> no, no, they have to they have, have well, they have to have your consent too. But they have to have an injured party. An injured party. That's if it's under common law. And if it's not under common law, if it's under admiralty, they have to have an international contract. Because what they're all, it's all about the vessel. They, they, they're asking you if you, it's your name. Are you this the, the name on the birth certificate? As soon as you say yeah, that's it. You're it. You're a U.S. citizen. They got you. They could do whatever or, they want or, to you. Or are you the surety for that? Yeah. Or exactly. are you or vol- But you have to volunteer to be the surety. If you notify them, I am not voluntarily you the have surety. To yeah. Right, then it's a different it throws the range okay, but, but if you're ta- if you're talking about going and filing something in court, all right, the only place that at this point that I would look at, um, and I and I need to do more research on this, the only place that I would look at would be um, would be the um, International Court of Claims, International Court of Claims, or the um, the bankruptcy court for the District of Columbia. Yeah, are they both in uh, D.C.? Yes. Okay, and but I haven't I haven't done that. So I mean that's theory, and and I and I and I don't know anybody that has done it successfully. So until I do, I'm not going to sit there and say that that's the way to go. I think that it's something that's worthy of research. Um, I did not quite get the chance to finish what what the the theory was. The theory was you go in as the living person or as the uh, non-domestic entity, the non-domestic trust, and sue the domestic trust, which is the all-capital vessel name in the small claims court, just to deter, just to set the the, the fact that when, when, when the court case comes up, that entity... Uh, the straw man uh, domestic entity in all capital letters isn't going to show up. Theoretically, theoretically, I have no problem with it. From a practical perspective, they're going to look at you like you're from Mars. And if you sat there and, and pursued it aggressively, they're going to look at you and tell you that you need to be taken for psychological evaluation. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, let's wrap it up. I got to go. I'm good. I'm good. Are you good? Oh, I'm one good. last Everybody thing, if, if, I, if I may. One one last point. Uh, is it possible to, to bring up, let's say, they, you know, you never really go into the volunteer. They're always going to, you know, drag in with a traffic ticket or something that you're, uh, or they put you in jail and you got bail bond and you have to go, you know, because you got the bail bond to clarify matters, okay? What if, uh, what about the strategy of the, the, uh, the, the prosecutor uh, questioning the prosecutor's uh, 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 standing uh, or capacity because uh, uh, he's not in uh, an actually a representat- representative status because he has no papers filed to represent the the uh, court, the uh, whatever uh, the governmental entity. You know what? Again, you know it, it, it's it's from a theoretical perspective, it's great. From a practical perspective, what did I say previously? Okay, do you want to be right? Or do you want to be effective? No, you want to be prevail. Okay, so I learned very early on that on an issue like that, you may be right, but you're not going to be effective. I guarantee it. 
I, I can't guarantee a lot of the things that I'm talking about. I guarantee that because you are, understand that you are an enemy of the state. You're I'm not, a U.S. I'm not, I'm, I'm yes, not a yes, soldier. You are. Yes, you are. No, I'm You're not. An enemy. Yes, you are. Under the Act of 1917, you are That's an enemy. That's if you're a U.S. citizen, you are, correct? But if you're and not you a, are U.S. a U.S. citizen. citizen. You me? are a U.S. citizen. You are a U.S. citizen. Not if you have a, a, a what are you doing declaration in those of... if you're not a U.S. citizen? Pardon me? What are you doing in those courts if you're not a U.S. citizen? That's the only place that U.S. citizens can go. Okay. Uh, uh, so uh, let's say your status is corrected. Is there like a, a notice that you uh, – what would be the uh, – There's a lot of notices that you Notice you would give them you... the head. This is not the appropriate court for me. Well, that's that what we've been talking about tonight. I mean, is there like a letter or, a, I mean, a package or a, you bring that whole documentation package in and give that to them and say, this is it. I'm not, uh, Did uh, you just I'm, you're, I'm not, this is not applicable to my, uh, uh, my Did staff. Did you just get on the call? Pardon me? Did you just get on the call? What, uh, I mean, what, do, do, do you, uh, the question is, the other question, the only last question I didn't have is affidavit, like a affidavit of, of negative averment. Would, uh, would that take care of everything? If you listed everything you talked about tonight in an affidavit, in an affidavit of uh, fact uh, by negative averment, would that uh, 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 take care of pretty much everything? No. No. Because it's un- an unanswered uh, affidavit stands as truth. Yes, it does, but that's not going to do what you're looking to do. All right. We got to get uh, going. Well, moving forward. <laughs> Well, thank you. Bob will be on again. Sure. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time and energy and, and sharing with us all your information. You wore me out, Angela. Uh, well, you know, you'll, I'll let you rest for a couple of months. <laughs> hey, I love I love being on your call, and I love I love interacting with you. And your guests are always are always interesting and challenging and, you know, are, are trying to move forward. So, uh, you know, absolutely, absolutely an honor and a pleasure to be contributing in any way to your community. So call on me whenever, whenever, you know, whenever, whenever. Okay. I will. Be nice to have you and Sam on together sometime. Not because... All right. And, and you know what? That's on me. I owe Sam a call. Um, he's left me two messages, and every time it was the wrong time, and every time I tried to pick up the phone, something else interrupted me. So I will. Um, I have to follow up with him because I'm carrying big time guilt there. I'll do that, and I'll make that happen. I'll circle back around, and I'll send you an email. Oh boy, that'll be great! I can't wait. Wouldn't that be fun? But that I, would be you know, a lot I, we're, of fun. We're, yeah, but right now we're booked up through October. Well, whatever. So, I mean, I'll send you. I'll November. send you an email and it's say November. yay, and then you, you know you schedule it. You know, just all right. You know, let me confirm it, that. and then you you take care of the you take care of the details. All right, great. I'll do that. Thank you so much, and all everybody right, have you. a great weekend. We'll see you next time. Um, oh, I should mention one thing that Robert Fox uh, passed away. I mentioned it at the beginning of the call, but I don't think I was recording at that point. So for those of you that don't know, bless his heart, and may he rest in peace. Our 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 friend. Robert Fox passed away, I believe it was the 18th of this month, from a heart failure. Um, and um, we're going to miss him, you know. I was hoping to have him on the call, but we didn't get to him in time, I guess. 
Well, and I but heard that anyway. I heard that Patrick Devine as well. Oh yeah, and Al Barcroft. I Barcroft's. didn't hear about that. Oh my God. And, and also um, David Andrews, Sir David Andrew. Yeah, very very well. In our prayers, they're very very sad. Yeah, yeah. I hope they're watching over us and helping us any way they yeah. can. <laughs> Give me wisdom, <laughs> please. <laughs> From the unknown, no. All right, right, everybody, have fun. Good night, and uh, we'll see you next time. Good night. Good night.